Let Us Catch Up, a Bob's Burgers podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Though we do try to tone down the swearing, a few bad words will slip out here and there. Words such as... Ass. And... Beef curtain. And my personal favorite... Dagnabbit, pee-popper, nuts to pop a stick a boop take a mama caca papa daddy will show up from time to time. Sorry. I'm going to push you now, Ollie. I'm going to push you away now. Enough already, come on. Well, it's better than the lettuce ketchup burger with lettuce and ketchup. Hey, everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Lettuce Ketchup. As always, I am Mike, uh, your one and only host. It's still getting used to that. Um, those of you who are return listeners, hello, welcome back. For those of you who are new and don't know who the hell I am, um, my name's Mike. I run the Lettuce Ketchup Instagram page, which is a Bob's Burgers fan page uh, at Lettuce Ketchup Pot if you don't already follow. Um, but before that, we were a podcast. Um, I used to do it with a bunch of my friends, um, but now it's just me for various reasons, uh, mainly life. Um, so each week or each episode that we do here, we uh, discuss, dissect an episode of Bob's Burgers. We fill you in on the little tidbits you may have missed, all the inside jokes, little trivia here and there. And all in all, it's basically just having a conversation with no one in particular about an episode of Bob's Burgers, a show we all know and love, and um, we just have a good time doing it. Sometimes we have guests on, like we do this week. Uh, sometimes we do giveaways. Sometimes um, we we talk with fans on here. Sometimes we'll do video interviews on the Instagram page. So it's a lot of stuff going on, um, and a lot of stuff coming up too that I'm really excited about. So for those of you who've been around for this long, thank you. For those of you who are new and this is your first episode. Thank you. For those of you who've listened once and stopped listening, uh, maybe give us another try. You never know. Maybe we'll do better this time. Um, but yeah, so this week we have a really special treat. I was fortunate enough to sit down with um, Todd from Toddland. Um, for those of you who don't know, if, you, if you've seen WonderCon or Comic-Con in the last handful of years and you've seen all this cool Bob's Burgers merchandise, um, specifically there's the uh, Luis hoodie that had the bunny ears on it. Um, there's the, always those cool burgers of the day shirts that you see that are con specific. A lot of the pins, um, that you're seeing out there from Todd land, the wallets, the t-shirts, the totes, stickers, all this stuff, more than likely you're seeing Todd land merchandise. And I was able to sit down with him and discuss all things, Todd land, Bob's burgers, all the cons, the stuff they got going on. Um, great interview. Todd's a great great guy. I could have talked to him for hours and hours and hours, and we almost did. We went about two hours, um, but he great guy to talk to, and um, stay tuned for that, because you're definitely going to want to hear that interview, and um, definitely get excited for their announcement on Monday, which is the day this episode comes out. Um, they'll have announced their WonderCon release, and all the information regarding that, so you're definitely going to be interested in that. Um, so let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with some news, because there has been Big bomb dropped just a couple days ago that we need to get into. So I'll be right back and uh, we'll talk about it. And we're back. Hey, you know what? Let's dust off an oldie. Tammy, take it away. News. Thanks, Tammy. Okay, folks. There's not much in the way of Bob's Burgers news except for one giant elephant in the room. Uh, for those of you who know, there's a Bob's Burgers movie coming out. 
It was supposed to come out. Keyword supposed to come out um, this summer. I think it was June or July. Um, I don't have the date in front of me right now. That's been scrapped. Uh, there's really no surprise there. Um, I was convinced since we haven't heard anything last year at Comic-Con or any of the other cons regarding the movie, I was always convinced that the movie was going to get pushed back. I didn't know it would get pushed back a whole year because um, the new date has been announced as April 9th, 2021. Uh, I guess there's a press release floating around out there that lists Bob's Burgers along with a handful of other movies in their new release dates. Um, and I'm sure you guys care about those, but there's another podcast for that. We're concerned about Bob's Burgers, the movie. That's now been pushed to April 9th, 2021. Um, what's this mean for all of us? Absolutely nothing. Um, at this point, it's, it's, it's in everybody's best interest to stay at home anyways. Uh, but there was no way, even in, even if the movie was done, there's no way it was going out to theaters at this point. Um, not in that window that they originally planned, because there's no way this thing's going to clear up by July. Absolutely not. Uh, it makes sense for them to just push it back a year. Um, a lot of folks are saying, well, they could just send it straight to streaming. They could, um, they could send it straight to streaming. They could do on-demand, stuff like that, like a lot of other uh, companies have been doing with their other movies, like The Invisible Man. Um, I, I think Disney has Disney and Fox have enough faith in the Bob's Burgers movie to A feel comfortable holding it back until April of next year and be wanting to get it out into theaters. Uh, this is more than likely Bob's one and only movie, so why not put it out in theaters? Why not see it up on the giant big screen? Why not go to the theaters and have that experience of other Bob's fans going to the movie? It, it's basically going to be like a mini con every time you go to this movie. Folks are definitely going to be cosplaying. Folks are... like. It's hard. It's like going to see a Star Wars movie with other Star Wars fans. Like this is our fandom, Bob's Burgers. So it's gonna be fun, and and I'm willing to wait. It's it's a bummer, but it it makes all the sense in the world that this would uh, be pushed back. Now, along with this movie getting pushed back, that means uh, WonderCon, Comic Con, all those other things are up in the air right now. Um, I believe WonderCon as of this recording has been postponed, if not outright canceled, but everything else is just up in the air, and that sucks because um, New York, San Diego, those things rely. I mean, maybe not New York, but San Diego relies on Comic Con. Like that, that brings in so much money to that city, and right now, it everything is just fucked as far as um, the health situation. I mean, so. Uh, who knows what's going to happen as far as cons. Maybe there's no none of the bigger cons this year. Maybe they get pushed back towards the end of the year. I know MegaCon out here in Orlando has been pushed back from, I think it was originally going in May. I think now they're pushing it to September, October. I don't know how that's going to work with the other two main Comic-Cons, New York and San Diego. Um, just because movie release dates are all up in the air right now. We don't know, are we going to be okay come January of next year? Like, will this thing kind of taper off by then and we'll have a vaccine, this, that, and the other? So it's really hard to say what's going to happen in the next year or two. So, um, But we'll keep you updated. Uh, when, when we know, you'll know. You'll know long before you ever hear this on the podcast because we come out like a 
couple days later. Um, but yeah, that's that's the big news in the Bob's Burgers world at the moment. Uh, it sucks, um, but it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to get the movie now and and be able to watch it. But I mean, I'd prefer to watch it in a theater. You know, uh, you just it's a different feeling when you see it in a theater as opposed to at home. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but besides that, that's not much in the way of good news um, in the Bob's Burgers world. So, like I said, a lot of movies got pushed back. A lot of Marvel stuff. Um, but I don't have that list in front of me, so... Yeah, that that's that's where we are right now. Um, at, at, at this point, all we can do is really sit and wait, because this is, this is something we've never been through. So everybody's kind of trying to figure this out as they go along. And it just seems to be getting worse and worse every day, so... Um, but you know, enough doom and gloom. We got something to look forward to now. April 9th. 2021 the bob's burgers movie and if i'm a betting man uh i say we'll be seeing a teaser trailer now don't hold me to this i have no inside information it's just a gut feeling that we may be seeing an ins or a teaser trailer um maybe in place of what they were going to show at comic-con or maybe towards the end of the year maybe a little christmas treat um but i wouldn't be surprised if we got a teaser trailer or some little droplets of information from the movie uh, towards the end of the year here. It would just make sense just to hold the fan base over. I know a lot of folks are upset and don't be upset with the the creators. There's no reason for that. They didn't, I'm sure they want the movie out as much as we want to see the movie. So um, just keep in mind that a lot of folks are in really bad shape out there health wise. And uh, that takes precedence over uh, a movie at this point. So um Stay tuned. The movie's definitely coming out. It's just a matter of when. So, Ugh, I, I need I need a break from that. Let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back, and we'll discuss season two and break down which one is the best episode of that season. So, which will then move on to the next round. I'll explain it next time. We'll be right back. Bye, bye, bye. Hi there, this is Keisuke Kawashi. You know me as the voice of Rising Hawk from Pop the Bugger. <laughs> and you are listening to Let Us Catch Up, the number one Bob the Bugger's uh, podcast in America and Japan and the entire universe. <laughs> Listen to Let Us Catch Up and the Bob the Bugger's. And we're back. Um, so if you listen to last, uh, the last episode, which came out like, I don't know, a handful of days ago, 10 days ago, two weeks, who knows at this point, uh, I did a, um, we took season one, we listed all the episodes, one through whatever the case is, and we pitted them off against each other, uh, and crowned who was the best episode of season one. If you want to know the answer to that, go back and listen to the other episode. I'm not going to spoon feed it to you. That's not what we are here. Um, seriously though. Uh, we're doing the same thing this week uh, with season two. Um, we have nine episodes. Weird that there's only nine episodes a year. It's weird. Um, but we have nine episodes. Uh, those episodes are The Belchies, Bob Day Afternoon, Synchronized Swimming, Burger Boss, Food Truckin', Dr. Yap, Moody Foodie, Bad Tina, and Beef Squatch. 
Um, I have a random number generator here, so uh, that'll determine which episode's going off against which episode. And um, at the end of all this, we will, or I will, determine who's the best episode of season two. So I don't know what your opinions are. They're equally as valid, but I don't want to hear them. Uh, feel free to email me with who you think is the best or tweet at me at Let Us Catch Up Pod or Let Us Catch Up Pod at gmail.com. Um, but let's start here. So hit the generator. We have Bob Day Afternoon versus the Moody Foodie. Mm. Of course, folks who don't know, uh, the Moody Foodie, I believe that's the episode where the um, yeah, food critic gave our ba- Bob a bad review. And then they kind of just kidnap him in his own house and force him to do another review. Something about being kidnapped in tasers. Listen, folks, this is season two, so I'm going to be a little sketchy with my uh, with my uh, recaps. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of episodes. It's, it's easy to forget. So you get the Moody Foodie. I believe he's played by Patton Oswalt. And then um, Linda talks about Tin Cups at the end. It's, 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 it's a good episode. Um... And then Bob Day Afternoon. I believe that's the one. That one I'm going to have to look up. I think that's the one where Bob is stuck in the bank with um, Mickey, the bank robber. Bob Day Afternoon. And if so, yeah, that's the one where he's stuck in the, the bank. <laughs> and uh, Mickey's having him deliver uh, burgers. And there's a, a Jesus fish on the bags. Look like wieners. Yeah. Um... And then Bob actually finds himself as one of the hostages. So this one's this one's easy for me. Um, I love the Mickey character. I love everything about him. So just for that, just for that alone, I'm sorry, but Moody Foodie is gone. I wish I had some long, in-depth, uh, well thought out reasoning as to why, but no, I don't. Um, uh, yeah, Bob Day Afternoon goes on. Yay! Cool. Sorry, I'm also doing my notes on the computer as I'm doing this, so I'm professional. Next, we have number nine, Beef Squatch versus the Belchies. Oh, boy. Uh, the Belchies, of course, is the um, the Laffy Taffy episode uh, where the kids go to try to find um, the gold. Uh, Louise finds a uh, Taffy Man. Uh, McCaffrey's Taffy. There you go. Um, it's it's basically like the Goonies. I think I have never seen the Goonies. I know I'm a, I'm a bad guy, but I've never seen the Goonies. Um, and then of course Beef Squatch is the episode where uh, we get introduced uh, to Beef Squatch, uh, Gene's character, where he wears like a Bigfoot costume, but he has his burger outfit, so he's Beef Squatch. Um, he becomes a local celebrity uh, when he appears with Bob on a um, like a daytime. A local broadcast and people love him and then him and bob kind of get um like they uh they compete and bob gets jealous of gene gene tells him he's the star x y and z this that and the other between these two it, it's another easy choice of beef squatch um the belchies is great but i mean it, it's not beef squatch uh i don't am i right i'm right here right beef squatch is great he, uh, that's the one where uh, Linda also gets on on the TV at the end. She uh, uh, lifts her top, to, I don't know, I guess to help distract everybody from her family fighting. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's 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 great, right? 
It's fun. Whatever. Yeah, no, Beast Squatcher, moving on. Congratulations. Yay. Next we have Food Truckin' versus... Versus... Dr. Yap. So Food Truckin' versus Dr. Yap. Dr. Yap, that's the one where um, they go to the... Uh, fuck, they go to the... the um, what the hell do you call it? The cabin in the woods. The snow cabin. Um, Dr. Yap, season... They go to the the cabin in the woods. Linda and or Gail. I think she's falling for Bob at this point. Yeah, Linda's sister Gail visits the Belcher family so they can join them in a skiing holiday. So they're trying to set her up with Doctor Yap. Um, yeah, yeah. Gail then picks up Bob in his heavily medicated state. Bob mistakes her for Linda and kisses her. So Gail now thinks that they're in this love triangle. Dr. Yap's trying to get with Gail. Gail's trying to get with Bob. Linda's egging Gail on because she's never really had a boyfriend of her own. And Bob's just kind of fed up with all of it. And then, uh, yeah, that's about it. And then Dr. Yap tries to, I think, extract more teeth from Bob because he's trying to get rid of Bob so he can have Gail all to herself, even though Bob doesn't want Gail. Um, yeah, so that's a good one. And then food trucking. Um the the Belchers fall into the fad of uh, food trucks and they decide to get their own truck and they go to a food festival where um, the kids kind of uh, badmouth other trucks in order to get more business to them. They lie to the, the festival goers saying that their stuff is um, organic or it's uh, um, uh, non-meat, stuff like that, anything to get a sale. And then... The other trucks get hold of their uh, shit talking and they kind of confront them about it. And then there's a whole, uh, it's like 1999 Woodstock, if you're old enough to remember that. Fuck. Isn't it depressing to think that 1999 is now old? I mean, I'll be 35 in like nine days. I keep getting all these references that nobody else understands because I'm too old. Ugh. But we also get the great I have been song. Um, in that one, um, but given these two between food trucking and Doctor Yap, I'm gonna have to lean towards food trucking. It also has a uh, sentimental place for me because a long time ago we used to play Don't Be the Guy Sponge, which is a Bosburgers trivia game, and the question I came up with was specific to food trucking. We've played it about three times this particular question, and no one's been able to get it right yet. Um, Maybe I'll dust off the question again see if somebody can get it right. I won't give it to you now because you're just going to Google it and figure out which one's right. But so far, it's, it's been pretty good. We've stumped like three people with it. And uh, it is my crowning achievement. And I am happy with it. And uh, yeah, so maybe one of these days I can stump somebody from the show. And uh, well, uh, that'll be the ultimate crown. So yeah, so food trucking, you're moving on. So let's see. Next we have... Burger Boss versus versus Jesus Christ. Burger Boss versus Synchronized Swimming. Oh, there's no competition here. I can exp I'll explain every episode. Synchronized Swimming um, is where the kids are doing um, Synchronized Swimming is like their PE. They think they're getting a, a free ride because Linda's doing it, but then she kind of like is that is that what it is? 
I know they're doing synchronized swimming. Obviously, it's in the title. But I can't remember why exactly they're doing synchronized swimming. Something with uh, Mr. Frond and trying to impress the um, the school board. So there's that. And then Burger Boss. Oh, my God. Bob gets uh, the video game cabinet in the uh, the restaurant there. And it's a game he's loved since he was a young young kid or whatever. But he's playing the game. He's trying to get the high score. And he gets the high score only to have Jimmy Pesto come in, beat his high score, and then put Bob Sucks as his uh, tag at the top there. And that infuriates Bob to no end because he can't get to the top to, in order to erase the score because he'd have to get like three high scores in order to bump him from the top three so it wouldn't show up on the screen anymore. Um, so he goes into training with Daryl, played by Aziz Ansari, and um, he kind of gets hopped up on, I think it's caffeine pills, and he's wearing one of those wrist guards that bowlers seem to wear. Um, and eventually he uh, he trains and he trains and he trains to become great at video games he helps Daryl with his bully situation, <laughs> and um, you know, somehow his sleeves get ripped off, and it, it's 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 probably one of my favorite episodes. So you can clearly tell who's gonna win this round. Sorry, Sink and I swimming. Burger Boss is on. Yay, Burger Boss, you're moving on. And um, since there was an odd number of episodes this uh, this what do you call it this season. Bad Tina moves on by default. So that leaves us with Bob Day Afternoon, Burger Boss, Food Truckin', Bad Tina, and Beef Squatch. Hmm, let me adjust the numbers here. So we got one through five, which means another episode's going to make it through just because. All right, so next round we have Food Truckin' versus Bad Tina. All right, cool. So finally we're seeing Bad Tina. Bad Tina is, uh, I'm going to have to look this one up because I do not remember off the top. I know she steals like a lipstick or something. In an attempt to attract the romantic attention of Jimmy Jr., Tina starts hanging around with Tammy, a badly behaved girl at school. However, her plan backfires when she is put in detention on an evening when Bob and Linda need her to babysit so they can go out. Ah, it's your typical uh, teenager episode. It's great. It's a good episode for sure. Um... Who did I say I was facing off of? Bad Tina versus Food Trucking, I think it was. Oh, boy. Um, between those two, I'm not a huge fan of the Bad Tina episode. I mean, it's good. It's just, if, if I, it's going against Food Trucking, it's not going to win. <laughs> sorry. So, Bad Tina, you've been eliminated. I am so sorry. Food Trucking, though. Moving on. I know, I don't really have all these in-depth, uh, deep... Um, reasonings for why I'm doing what I'm doing, but I'm doing what I'm doing, and you're listening, hopefully. Uh, next, we have Bob Day Afternoon versus Burger Boss. Fuck, this is the one that I wasn't looking to, or looking forward to the least. Burger Boss or Bob Day Afternoon. I love Bob Day Afternoon. I love Burger Boss so much. Um, shit. Uh, they're, they're both so good. Like Either one of these could have been the season two winner hands down. I, I haven't gone into this knowing who I was going to choose as my winner. This is just, I listed all the episodes, gave them a number one through nine as far as where they were in the season, and then I generated the numbers randomly. Uh, you can hear the clicks uh, generating who's going to be facing off against who, and right now it's Bob Day Afternoon versus Burger Boss. 
and I am fucking bummed about this because I love I love both of these episodes so much. Um, because of you have Sergeant Bosco and Tina trying or not Tina but Louise trying to interview Mickey the whole time, and Bob getting caught up in the whole thing as well. And again, Mickey, I love Mickey. Sorry, Bob Day Afternoon, you're going on. Burger Boss, you're out of here. Oh no, that hurts so much to do. That hurts so much to do. Alright, so that leaves us with Beef Squatch, which gets by just because there was no other competition. Beef Squatch, Food Trucking, and Bob Day Afternoon with our final three episodes. Let me adjust the numbers for these two. And let's do one more round, shall Actually, we're going to need two more rounds since... You'll get it here in a second. Okay, so the first is going to be Beef Squatch versus Food Truckin'. Beef Squatch versus Food Truckin'. Um, okay, that's a tough one because I, I love the Food Truckin' episode, but Beef Squatch is great too because you see the side of Gene where he kind of gets a little full of himself and he's kind of strutting like, um, what's it called, BDE? He's got BDE going on. Um, for those of you who don't know what that is, Google it. I'm not going to be the one to tell you. <laughs> and to watch Bob fight with his kid is, is equally funny because he knows he's he's lowering himself to their level, but he does not care. Um, you know, we're going we're gonna to take B-Squatch in this one. So B-Squatch, you're moving on to the final round. <laughs> Ooh, versus Bob Day Afternoon. Both fantastic episodes. Bob Day Afternoon, I've listed all my reasons. B-Squatch, we got B-Squatch for the first time only time we definitely got beef squatch um the dynamic between bob and gene uh, as it gets slowly or slowly more and more um uh uh their button heads adversarial i don't know if that's a word i don't even know if that's a word um if that's what i'm looking for um and they both uh hire louise to help sabotage the other one it's real funny um but i'm sorry bob day afternoon is as perfect an episode for me as you're probably going to get right now. So for that, for that alone, um, this probably comes as no surprise, but Bob Day Afternoon is your season two winner. Yay. I believe that was also the um, season. Pre no, no, the Belties was a season premiere. Bob Day Afternoon is, is the winner here. So uh, no regrets. Uh, I live by my choice. If you don't like it, feel free to, um, Tweet at us at Let Us Catch a Pod, or feel free to email me at Let Us Catch a Pod at gmail.com, or follow us on Instagram and let me know there because that's where I check everything. Um, but no, there, there you have it, the winner, Bob Day Afternoon. Ooh, that was intense, Chewy. She doesn't care. She's sleeping. Chewy's my dog, by the way. So you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to take a break from this. That was very intense. We're gonna come back, and boy, do I have a treat for you guys. You're gonna love this. Stay tuned. Okay, folks, um, next up we have a real, real big treat for you guys. Um, I was fortunate enough to sit down with Todd from Toddland. Um, we sat down for a lot longer than I thought we were. <laughs> we just kept going and going and going. It was great. He's a fantastic guy, super fun. Um, and uh, we sat down and we discussed all things Toddland, uh, their relation to Bob, how they got into all that, how Toddland even came about, which was really interesting for those looking to start their own business, um, just 
how he went from where he was to where he is now and at where the company is now is really interesting and um, I know you all are going to absolutely love it. We discussed the WonderCon stuff that they just released. Um, check the Instagram for that, uh, either us or at Toddland Store. And um, yeah, no, it's just it's a real fun conversation that we had. So um, that's what you're going to hear now and I'll see you on the back end of that. All right, folks, welcome back. Um, we don't usually get guests on the podcast, but when we do, it's cool. Um, we've had Keisuke Hawashi on. Of course, he plays Hawk from the Hawk and Chick episodes. Um, but today we have a super special guest. Uh, if you've been to WonderCon or Comic-Con in the last handful of years, you've seen um, uh, all the cool Bob's Burgers merchandise, whether it be the the Louise hoodie with the bunny ears, um, handful of pins, T-shirts, etc. Uh, they all come from one specific company or at least one that i endorse I don't, i'm sure there's other knockoffs everywhere else toddland <laughs> toddland you know them you love them i know them i love them today we have todd from toddland on um so ladies and gentlemen todd how you doing i'm good how are you ah no complaints here i'm just stuck inside the house trying not to get sick from everybody else i hear you i hear you we've got the the six foot rule like we uh we just made all all employees and i have to carry a broom so like everybody has to carry a six foot broom, and if anybody gets within your six foot radius, just give them a broom NATO to the face. Like they'll understand. <laughs> Me and my wife, when we went on a hike this afternoon just to get some kind of exercise in, and every time somebody came by, it took every ounce of energy to not push them into a tree or something, just because you know. Yeah, like everybody's saying it's basically like Frogger right now, because like you walk up to somebody, and then you stop and you take like two steps left, and then three steps up right, and then two more steps to the left, just to try to keep avoiding everybody. It's like one big video game right now. Like it's that, and it's like Pac Man when the ghosts are chasing you, and you just gotta keep running from them. It's like we now all have permission to be that creepy old lady on the sidewalk who crosses the street whenever she sees somebody that looks sketchy to her. Yeah, 100%. And that actually happened the other day. I was out for a run and somebody like looked and crossed over to the other side. And I was like, what are the, well, I look creepy anyway. So I understand that <laughs> it happens, but I was like, oh, at least, at least I have validation now. See, I have, I have a beard and tattoos, but I'm also five foot two. So I don't usually get that. But now I'm getting it, so I'm like, maybe this, these push-ups are working. Maybe I'm getting muscles now. Yeah, it's where I'm intimidating. Finally, I'm intimidated. <laughs> all right, well, so I got a handful of questions for you. Hopefully, um, uh, you got some time. We can sit down and discuss all this. Totally. Cool. Um, so first off, uh, the history of Toddland. How did it come about? How long have you been a company? Uh, Toddland started back in, like, the end of 2008. Um, my story, basically, I started, I went to Michigan State um, with an advertising degree like focusing on like graphic design and um i was supposed to be a creative director at an advertising agency and i got a job um i got accepted for a job in detroit at, like a big ad agency and everything and gonna live the glamorous life of making twenty thousand dollars a year wearing a suit <laughs> in downtown detroit nice. and then uh, like two weeks later i got a, a mail um message in the mail like hey thanks for applying we went with somebody else i was like that's weird so i called them and they're like well the guy who hired you on vacation for two weeks and i'm like well i'm starting in two weeks so Am I, am I starting or not? They're like, we don't know. I'm like, well, could you find <laughs> out? Because I'm currently living in a frat house in college, and I need to move out. So what's happening? So basically, went through the whole thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, another exec hired somebody else on the same day and didn't tell me. So sorry. <laughs> like, well, what do you mean sorry? Like, I stopped interviewing. Like, I'm, I'm done. He's like, well, that's the way this industry works. I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to be in this industry then. Yeah. So I, uh, I did the appropriate thing. I went out and got drunk with my friends. And um get up the next day and my phone's ringing and uh they're like hey this is, is this todd like yeah and like, this is rob from abercrombie and i'm like hi rob from abercrombie and like we got your application last night and i was like my applicate what did i do and uh he's like yeah we got it online last night and i was like oh shit so i run over to my computer i check my sent files and i apparently sent my resume to abercrombie and fitch 
in Columbus, like the home office, and they're like, this is, this was Thursday night when I did it. And then they called me Friday morning, like, we love it. We want you to come out. We'll fly you out Monday and interview. I'm like, oh, okay. So they flew me out. And then Monday morning I interviewed and Monday night they offered. Tuesday I accepted. And I started there a week later. Nice. So I basically, I worked at Urban Outfitters in college. And mm-hmm. then I worked at another like clothing store called The Buckle. So I'd done clothing my whole life. Basically worked for Abercrombie for four years. Um, got recruited to come out here to another little company called Modern Amusements. Um, they had an opening. Do I want to leave Columbus, Ohio for Santa Monica, California? That answer was super hard yeah. to make. And uh, <laughs> worked there for a couple of years. And then Paul Frank was trying to recruit me forever. Um, Paul Frank Industries with the Little Monkey yeah. with Julius. And that was a perfect fit. And it just took the right phone call on the right day where they're like, are you going to come work for us or not? I'm like, yep, yep. Today was a really bad day. I'm coming to work for you. So we started over there. I worked over there for a few years. And then um, change of ownership over there a little bit and change of direction. And I developed a really good out, a relationship with Urban Outfitters. And I was designing the men's Paul Frank line um, for them. And then when Paul Frank switched directions and took it to like Target and JCPenney's and stuff, Urban's like, we can't sell that stuff. They're selling it but your stuff sells come work for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to work for you guys. And they're like, well, come be like head of West coast design and just fly out. And I'm like, I also don't want to do that. I'm like, how about I just make a line and you guys buy it. They're like, wait a minute. So we get all the benefit. And I'm like, yeah. And I don't have to work for you. And they're like, this is perfect. So that's how Todd land started. Okay. So that's, that's where we came from. And we did, um, we still do clothes, just not as much as we used to. We used to do Amazon and Nordstrom's and 20 countries and 500 stores and just huge. Um, but the market changed, the industry changed, and we ended up working out more in licensing because it's a little safer for us. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. our first ones we did were the Aquabats. It's like a small little ska band. Um, yeah, yeah. Travis yeah, Barber used to drum for them. Yeah, Travis was in it. So yeah, so we were really good buddies with Aquabats. So we started with them. And then from the Aquabats, we started working with Yo Gabba Gabba. Mm-hmm. And then from Yo Gabba Gabba, we reached out to Adventure Time. And Penn Ward was like, fuck, I love Todd. Yeah, yeah, whatever Todd wants to do, just let him do it. We're like, holy shit, okay, cool. Right. So um, so we started working on Adventure Time, and then Kid Robot got involved, a couple other companies got involved, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then that evolved into us reaching out to Bob's Burgers, like their first season. And we were yeah. like, we want to do you guys. And like, we didn't hear back, and we're like, what the hell? And then like a year later, one of our friends was like, he was up at Bob's, because we all have mutual friends. They're like, wait, why isn't Todd making stuff for you? They're like, he reached out to us like last year. They're like, yeah, that's who you want on this. They're like, of anybody in the world, that's who you want doing your stuff. Mm. And they're like, yeah, we couldn't because it was a contract thing and a whole thing. We weren't ready to make merch. And he's like, well, call him. They're like, you think he'd still do it? They're like, yeah, he'll do it. <laughs> so then we've been best friends with Bob's for six, eight years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were working with Bob's and then the Family Guy camp was like, oh my God, we love what you're doing. Come do Family Guy. We're like, all right, that's cool. And then American Dad and Family Guy are the same camp. Yeah. And they're like, will you make American Dad stuff? I'm like, yep. So now we're doing Bob's and Family Guy and American Dad. And we just signed a couple other ones too. Um, so you can literally be a 42-year-old bearded weirdo that watches cartoons all day and turn it into a business. So that's, That gives me that's, seven years. It gives me seven yep. more years. So you're good. But that, that's basically where Toddland came from. Like it's just, I started in the clothing business and we switched over into licensing. And it just took the right people to take chances on us to be like, wait, you're fun. This is cool. We can do this. So that's, that's where we're at now. So now we're doing um, most of the Fox animation shows. And then we just added a couple other ones for um, like Adult Swim and Warner Brothers and stuff mm-hmm. um, that we're doing different kind of levels of projects and stuff with. And then we do a lot of secret stuff behind the scenes for shows that we aren't allowed to talk about. Mm-hmm. So like we'll do cast and crew gifts for a lot of shows. And mm-hmm. we, get to, we get to do a lot of really cool stuff and meet with a lot of really cool people that we can't talk about. Like, 
but it's just it's a weird little life like I grew up in a cornfield in Temperance Michigan and then I'll have like an hour and a half long phone call with Pee Wee Herman and that's super weird like that's just a normal day you're just like wait what like that's it's it's a goofy little world that you can't really explain to people you, you mentioned uh doing a lot of the Fox animation shows and I know Lauren Bouchard has a new show coming out on the Apple TV streaming thingy any chance Toddland may be making any merchandise for Central Park why uh, maybe so it is it's all through bento box and um central park's going to be premiering on i think apple streaming yeah so it's not i don't think it's under the fox heading okay. um but it's under the bento box heading so it's on a different streaming service mm. and then usually for shows it kind of depends um a lot of times you don't see merch for a show for the first year or two right um just because of what's involved and then making sure the shows are going to work and making sure the fan base is good and everything like that like it's just it's a lot of contracts and a lot of paperwork behind the scenes to see if a show is going to make it first um we, we've seen the show and it's very very good so like i don't think we're gonna have to worry about it making it um but it's it's amazing like yeah, Lauren and the crew did an awesome job i've seen the trailer and i've been talking to mario who's the director on the show yeah and he, yeah, we're good buddies with Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, he's he's super excited about it. It looks great. It's got that yeah, Bob's it, Burgers feel, but it's not, you know. Yeah, like it's a good evolution of things. Like Bob's is still Bob's. It's very mm -hmm. much like a, a Simpsons Futurama thing. Yeah, it's the same world, but it's it's not. Like it's a different thing. And like Josh Gad's amazing in it. Oh yeah. Like the cast they have is awesome, and it's it's we've been up there. Um, uh, yeah, I can talk about it. All, it's all out of the same building. So like Bob's yeah, and yeah. Central Park and everything, they're all in the same building and stuff. So mm -hmm, like we get mm -hmm. to go run around a bunch of times and it's, it's pretty cool. Like I, I'm on, I'm on board with it a hundred percent. Yeah. No, it, it looks great. The, the music of course is, is amazing as always, if you expect from a Lauren Bouchard show. So. Yeah. We've got, we've got a list of things that we, we've got a list of, this is what gets made. It's just, we don't know when yet. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of where we're at. Cause we're like, Oh my God. And then they're like, Oh my God. We're like, yeah, this, 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 they're like, yeah, and this, 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 we're like, okay, cool. So we'll see what happens with it, um, mm -hmm. but it'll be a whole different like licensing set because it's through Apple now instead of Fox, which is Disney, and like mm -hmm. it's just yeah. the, the the nerdiness stuff gets involved, and it's like oh my god, we got one, one thing at a time. But we're we're definitely early on that one, and we want it to happen because it's super fun. Cool. And um, follow up to that, I suppose, and feel free to say no comment, no uh, no idea, no impact. Um, we got the movie coming out, which just got pushed back to April of 2021 now. Uh, officially officially um according to uh like three different sources like entertainment weekly some nonsense uh who else said it screen dailies reporting it like i guess disney had sent out like a whole list of stuff that's getting pushed back and um this got pushed to uh april 9th 2021 i guess um any plans for merch on the movie that you can speak uh, of i we, we we do all the bob we do all the bob stuff leave it at that so i'll leave it at that like so uh with the movie stuff we're uh let's put it this way we're not talking about the movie right now fair enough but fair we, enough. we do all the merch so yeah they'll I'm it sure. only makes sense yeah. we'll read it's, between it's, the lines on that one yeah yeah so yeah we, we do all the bob stuff we do all the stuff for the specials and the pop-ups and the live events and if there's a movie i'm sure there'll be toddland movie stuff i guess we'll find out come april right I, yep. Fair enough. Okay, um, so the real main reason we got you on here is because WonderCon. Yep. You guys, at this point, it's uh, Monday, and you guys have released um, your entire uh, WonderCon 2020 yep. lineup, I suppose, if we can call it yep, that. Yep, yep. Um, since, since it's technically Monday for us, they, um, yes. 
we we're releasing um everything on the unofficial blog mm-hmm. they're like they're our ride or die we love them um they're so good to us and they're so good to every comic con brand um they're awesome they're good for small artists and it's, it's where you get all your info and stuff they're amazing to work with mm-hmm. um so they always preview our stuff for us to everybody and then the next day we usually do our online drop okay uh, so they'll they'll have everything but yeah everything um should have been released already this morning for everybody to see and you're you're doing something for the first time and in cons previous it's always been a you got to be here you got to be able to pick it up in person if not have somebody sign for you to pick it up yep. but either way you had to be there in person but you're doing something different this year what, what's that yeah, this year, everybody, for the first time ever, can order it. Like, as long as you're U.S. or Canada, because that's what our contract is, is North America. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you, if you're overseas, just have a buddy here order it and send to that address. Because then mm-hmm. we don't care what happens with it after that. But <laughs> I just have to sell it in the U.S. So we're fine. Like, you can, you can ship pallets of it somewhere else. It doesn't matter to me. Just it has to ship to the U.S. Um, but, yeah, this is the first time we're ever allowing everybody to do it. And even before WonderCon canceled or postponed, mm-hmm. this was our plan for this season anyways. Just because we're fans first mm-hmm. and that's what we always try to do and we knew some fans still wouldn't feel safe going to WonderCon this year mm-hmm. if it was happening so, so our this... plan was to do everything except for two items um to go online to everybody this mm-hmm. this time for WonderCon and then those two would be available strictly at the con but okay. now we're doing everything online for everybody um oh. and we'll just see what happens like it could be bigger than when we usually have WonderCon or it could not be big at all and we don't make it to comic-con then so we're hoping that it's bigger <laughs> than normal so so this wasn't a reaction to um the COVID-19 situation this was something you guys were always going to do for this year or? Uh, it, it's directly related to the COVID-19 but we okay. had it planned out before it postponed okay good so like we were in we were in talks with the blog we were in talks with WonderCon and WonderCon's owned by Comic-Con it's all mm-hmm. through CCI um so we were talking to them about like what our plan was for this and the show was involved and the Disney folks were involved like here's here's what we want to do just because we don't want to put anybody at danger to get a t-shirt yeah if course. if they're not comfortable if they're immunocompromised and we have fans that are 80 years old I don't want them waiting in line at Comic-Con next to somebody if they don't feel safe doing it because they have to have our t-shirt. Right. So we're like, you know what? We'll send it to you. That's totally fine. Like, and also don't cough on us. So like, that's fantastic. <laughs> and then just our, put up yeah, one of those guards. Yeah, we'll just have a big salad bar, Bob's Burgers booth. Like we were joking about making it pickles this year. Um, <laughs> oh, that'd be just, perfect. Yeah, we were all going to be Rescue 9 buns. So we're actually really <laughs> excited because now we've all just been stress eating for three weeks. So thank God we don't have to be male strippers. And then one of the Twitter shape. fans was like, yeah, one of the male, one of the Twitter fans was like, "Actually, they're not in shape in the show either, so you'd be fine." We're like, yes. "Yeah, it's still kind of funny, but I'd still, I'm still glad I don't have to not wear a shirt a week from now." So, I'm, I'm sure the the resellers on eBay are gonna love the fact that you're now selling everything online. Yeah, they're gonna be super bummed because our stuff's not gonna flip. And yeah, okay. now that now they can't sell the pin for seventy five dollars. Yeah, and that's the good thing is like most of the time our stuff doesn't flip anyways, um, mm. just because the fan base isn't gonna give you seventy five dollars for our pin. um and then a lot of times too like what we'll do is we do have like a little inner circle of fans and friends and bloggers and like you guys and stuff so if something does sell out you can usually get it from us and then like because we always even if stuff sold out sometimes we keep a handful of it Mm -hmm. uh, mainly because like lauren and like some of the people from the show want something that's sold out Mm -hmm. and if Kristen shaw wants anything she we're friends with her she knows she can have whatever she wants like and they know none of them abuse it but like if, if john roberts orders something he's like Oh, I need that Linda wallet that sold out. Like we, we make sure John gets one. Like it's fine. Like, yeah. Like Dan, Dan hit us up because he wanted the Tina wallet and we only had one left in the archive. So like, we didn't even have one, but Dan has the last one. So it's Mm. totally fine. It's where it's supposed to be. It only makes it. Yeah. Yeah. If the the crew wants one, they're going to get one. Yeah. And like we had, um, 
one girl emailed us and she was devastated because she was like, I, my favorite pin in the whole world is your Jean Latifah pin. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I had it on my bag. And she's like, some bitch at a party stole it from me and I'm devastated. Is there any way to get another one? And I was like, yeah. Like, cause you can tell who's playing us and who's not. Mm-hmm. And she's a genuine fan and she's talked to us before. And so, so we, we made sure to find her another Jean Latifah pin. Nice. And she was super stoked. And I think she sent us like two cases of beer. And I'm like, we didn't even do it for that. But like, I, we're not going to say no to this. So, but yeah, we just, we try to get everybody, everything we can. Mm-hmm. We don't want it to be flippers or crazy and stuff. Like we, we have had a couple items the last couple seasons in Comic-Con that have sold out under a minute. Um, but for like our t-shirts and stuff, we try to do them as more of a timed release mm-hmm. because then you can order whatever size you want. Um, and then like, we usually offer the t-shirts an extra small through four X um just because fans are every size and then if we open that up we can do that and then when we get to the con if you pre-ordered that size we have it for you um but otherwise we have to limit it to like size small through extra large just Mm -hmm. because we don't have the space for it so even though we have a 10 we have a 10 by 20 at comic con and the way our booth is built we have it as a four foot deep by 20 feet wide section in the back so it's four by 20 um of just storage and computers and like all the info and like product and stuff and i think we store like 2500 t-shirts back there Mm -hmm. um so trying to keep 2500 t-shirts sorted by 10 sizes by 10 styles plus 10,000 pins plus it's chaos we do a really good job of it but it's not without fault so that's why we can't bring all the sizes with us but Mm -hmm. if you pre-ordered it we got it and we're we're pretty good. We have like a 99% fill rate that's perfect. And we'll mm-hmm. always make it right. Just sometimes it takes a week or two afterwards. But we get 99% of, I think, 3,000 orders that week. Right. Now, you mentioned your booth. And I- I've been to a couple of cons. Nothing as big as like Comic-Con or anything like that. But usually you'll see a booth. Somebody sets it up. There's tables. There's merchandise. There's X, Y, and Z. This, that, and the other. You guys go that extra mile. And you actually create like, like a – you create Bob's Burgers Restaurant. Yeah, it's a it, it's an it's an environment. Um, so like, and what what was the the reasoning behind that? Just to give some the folks an extra like memory or the the way we look at it is like we've been going to Comic Con for years even before we were um like doing licensed product because we're nerds too. Like we're mm-hmm. nerds and we're fans like everybody else. Like I'm I'm trying as hard to get in the Hasbro line as everybody else is there. Like the only oh, difference yeah. is like I can tweet. And people will bring it to us. So, like, right. that helps now, too, because the Hasbro person is trying to get in our line. And, oh. like, hey, I work at Funko. Do you have any of those pins? I'm like, actually, do you have any of that one? And be like, yeah. So, like, there's a lot of everybody trying to help each other out. And, like, yeah, yeah. A lot of boosts are like, I can't. I work the whole time. Can I come by before or after? And we just, we just make it work. But, like, mm. what I always thought is I don't like – it's not that I don't like it because other people have, have different opinions of merchandising and stuff. But mm. – um, I, we like to create an experience for the fans. Mm-hmm. Like I want them to go and, and experience bops and I want them to go and experience family guy, not just, Hey, I want to take your money and sell you a t-shirt kid. Right. No, like this should be fun. Like we're the only booth that cosplays mm-hmm. like, yeah. and that's a very weird thing for me because I would figure that's what every booth would do. Like if you have a show, you should build out your show. The people in it should be characters. Like this is a whole thing. Like, so like we're all Bob one year, we're all Linda one year. Now we're on uh we're all one-eyed snakes now. Nice. So like and now the girls are easy beavers. So like the girls are the easy beavers, we're all the one-eyed snakes, and we all have our vests on, and like everybody has tattoos and stuff, and then the kids are getting pictures with us, and then all the cosplayers also have somewhere to go and get a picture at the con mm-hmm. versus just standing somewhere. Um so I just wanted to create a fun environment that's like ground zero for all the brands to yeah, I'm a family guy fan. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the family guy house. 
Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. we're we're their main location for everything at the con. Um, and then like with us being such good friends with the shows and stuff, we have all the cast and crew in too. Yeah, so yeah. Like, I see that they'll stop by, they'll sign, they'll take photos, stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, they all come by and like they meet and greet with the fans and like we like to do a lot of secret things that we're not supposed to, but they kind of let us. Um, mm-hmm. just because. For us, it's not about that family bringing six kids to each get your maximum limit of two and, and that stuff. Like, we'll tweet usually one day at Comic-Con, like, hey, anybody cosplaying as Bob's today, come by the booth immediately. Don't wait in line, find Todd. Mm-hmm. And they'll come up, and I'll give them a little golden ticket, and they're like, hey, here's the deal. Come back at 10 o'clock. Like, for what? And I'm like, just come back at 10 o'clock. And they'll come back at 10, and usually it's about 20 or, 20 or 25 fans, and they just get to hang out with Lauren for like a half hour. And he sketches for them, and he draws mm-hmm. pictures, and they all take pictures. And, like, John Roberts will show up sometimes, and Chris will pop in. And, like, it's just very – it's cool because you're not waiting in line. It's like, what's this line for? And I, I just want this so I can flip it on eBay. But mm-hmm. these are fans that showed up that day in Bob's cosplay. Like, they're, they are the fans. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. who these kids are. And that's what we want to give them that experience. So I think yeah, you, that's why we've been so endearing to the fans. Yeah, you can spot a flipper from a mile away. They got the big backpacks, a thousand things in their hands. Yep. And, I mean, I it's – it's hard because as a brand you want to sell things and like Mm -hmm. if they're coming up and willing to buy 10 of it yeah sure like and if i've got the 10 to sell them sure go ahead (laughs) but like if other people in line aren't going to get it and it's something like that Mm -hmm. um we deny them and they don't like that um there was i did get swung at one year um oh it happens it happens it's crazy so like this one lady came up and um two girls in line in front of her were super cool and they came up and they leaned in and they're like hey 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 her she's going to be a problem and i was like got it and like just heads up she's been bitching for an hour and we're like mm-hmm. okay cool got it so stacy who's our head of our art department is awesome and uh she rolls up and i get i get the two girls and then she gets that one and she just starts in on a tear right off the bat and stacy just we're we're very killing with kindness but we're also pretty snarky so stacy's like well i'm sorry you're having a terrible day let's make it better let's get your order ready to go and it was a flipper order she had a ton of stuff on there it was all the the rare stuff and yeah. it was like a $1,800 order or something Jesus. and uh and we're like all right so she's grabbing it all and she's screaming and we took her money and we made her wait in line and you didn't have to wait in line and I was like no you do you just pre-ordered it you're guaranteed it you're getting your order it's fine and uh she's just raging and uh I think I looked over to Stacey I'm like cancel her order she's like what I'm like apparently we took her money and it's this big inconvenient just cancel her order give her, her money back I'm like it's on a credit card refund it don't give her the stuff and she had a meltdown. She's like, you can't do that. I'm like, I can do whatever I want. And then she's yelling at Stacey. She's like, I want to talk to who's in charge. And she's like, him. And she's like, him? And she's like, yeah, that's Todd. Todd, Todd. And like, with the beard? They're like, yeah, he's in charge. And she's like screaming. She's like, you can't cancel my order. I'm like, I can do whatever I want. And I'm like, here's the deal. Like, your whole order has stuff on it that people in line behind you aren't going to get. I'm like, we make stuff for fun, rad people, and you're neither. I'm like, I don't want to have anything to do with you. So we canceled her order and refund it. And she's like, I'm calling the president of Comic-Con. I'm like, do you want his number? Because I can text him right now. Like, go she's like, you'll never just, you'll never show here again. And I know the president of the world. And I'm like, you are Looney Tunes lady. Go ahead. Like, go ahead. So you, every once, sorry, uh, every once in a while, we'll get a customer like that. But it's, it's very, very rare. I'd mm-hmm. say in eight years, we've maybe had three. Right. Um, but yeah, she took a swing at me and security came over pretty quick um and that got handled but like people just get whipped into a frenzy like i was in line at kid robot a couple years ago for something and these four huge guys that look like gang members came out and they were handing out the raffle tickets and they bullied everybody into the middle and then they just started swinging 
And it's a bunch of us little toy nerds that I just want my one little piece of plastic for 20 because I don't have 200 to get it on eBay. Like, and everybody just stopped and backed off. Because these yeah. guys don't care. They don't know what they're buying. I'm like, you, sir, you are not a brony. Like, I look like a brony more than you do. So you're not, we're not going for the same thing. I went to a Spooky Empire a couple years ago and Elvira released a um, limited edition Funko Pop. You can't, yeah. you couldn't like pre-order them or something like that. And it got so crazy on Thursday because the shipments didn't come in on Wednesday that they yep. had to call the cops in. So for the rest of the weekend, Elvira had like a police presence all around her because folks can't calm the hell down. Yep. And it's crazy. Like, and the thing is for most of the fans, it's, they're all really good. Like almost all the fans are awesome. It's just when you get flippers and stuff involved because they've already got it sold on eBay. So mm -hmm. they have oh, yeah, to yeah. get it. And, and that's their full-time job is flipping stuff. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I can't rip on how they're making money but it's mm -hmm. like no we'll just keep flooding the market to make sure you can get it for ten dollars like yeah. so what we've done with some pins now is to try to help them from selling out we'll run more than we're supposed to mm -hmm. so like we'll run more than we know we're going to sell just because I'll, I'll sit on a couple extras and we'll release them if it gets you out of control um yes. just because we just don't want it to we don't we want the fans to get stuff mm -hmm. like and honestly on the secondary market it doesn't do us any good yeah, no, right. no, absolutely not. Yeah. So um, I'm looking at the designs here, and, and I have a question. You, you have a mixture of old designs and newer designs, and some stuff from the show is, is obvious, like the, the Madness Castle shirts. Those are no-brainers. You got to make those. Um, you, and you also have Bob the Farmer, which, of course, is from this previous season uh, or this current season. But you yeah. also have the Squish Coochie Kopi tee, which is from a handful of seasons ago. So, so how do you balance between bringing new stuff that people are currently aware of and the older designs that maybe not everybody's, like everybody may not know about, like if they're not like diehard fans? You know? Yep, we, we, try to, we try to mix it up every year with having um, some original stuff, some new stuff, some old stuff. Um, it's kind of like watching The Simpsons. Like I'm a huge Simpsons fan and we've got what, 30 years to pick from a stuff. It's and the only like, thing on Disney Plus I'm watching right now. But yeah, we try to mix it up between the old stuff and the new stuff because fans will go through and they'll binge watch the entire series and then they start over from the beginning again. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then like some new fans have only watched this season and they're going back to watch the old ones. Mm -hmm. um, so every year we get a new season to make for the year. So we try to get new stuff in. So like Super Tina is obvious. Like that's that has to happen. Yeah. Um, so that one like, OK, that's a T-shirt and a bag and a pin and a sticker because like that's the big one. So that's the cosplay we're going to see at Comic-Con, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And then we always have to have something Coochie Kopi um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. because everybody loves Coochie Kopi and the smushed one with the boobs is the funniest one. Oh, yeah. um, and we've never done the squished one on a t-shirt. Like we did a collab with Kid Robot with regular Coochie Kopi. We did the front and the back and he glowed in the dark. So like that was a cool shirt. Um, so we'll toss those in now every once in a while. I'll be like, yep, here's a basic, easy Coochie Kopi Bob shirt. Like, um, and then with Lauren and those guys too, like when we try to do stuff, we all like to make the stuff that's not obvious Bob's Burgers. Mm -hmm. So, like, we won't do a shirt that just says Bob's Burgers on the front of it. Right. Like, right. It's, it's more fun to do a Madness Castle one. Um, it's more fun to do the Farmer Bob one because it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it's, it's really hard to sort a line because we end up with, I think we end up with, like, 30 T-shirts. And then we got to pare it down to, like, five or six. So, with us being online this year for WonderCon, um, we were able to do the Madness Castle shirts. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we would have probably only had one color of those just right. because we can't offer them in person. Mm. Now, with um, every year you guys have your burger of the day that, that's uh, um, specific to that con, so they have little con puns on there. Do you guys write those, or do, like, the writers come in and help you out with those? Uh, most of the time, they let us write them. So I oh, think nice. we've, written, we've, written, we've written about 90% of them. Um, we had the fans write two of them last season. Mm -hmm. Like, we just put it out online. Like, what do you guys think is funny? 
and then we we submit them to the show and they go to the writer's room and like tony and those guys will usually review them um there'll be like little tweaks to some things like well this one should be comes with versus served with Mm -hmm. and then this is funnier this way um but it's pretty cool when we get them back like both the ones we wrote this season came in and they're like nope they love them go with them they're like that's pretty cool we get to write two new ones i'm definitely loving the um the anna heimlich burger yeah that one what what do we write in that one i think it like comes cut into little tiny pieces or something I, I I believe so. I can't yes. see the fine print on it, but yeah, served uh, uh, served with uh, the Anaheimlich burger, served cut into tiny little chewable pieces. <laughs> and then the other one's the wash your hands burger, comes yeah, with extra napkins. Nice. Um, just because obviously, like especially with everybody being stuck at home right now, and like just wash your damn hands, stay home, wash your hands. God, if only um, it were that simple, right? Right. So we wanted to do something fun with that. We're like, that's a good one that everybody can get if they don't mm-hmm. want to buy the specific Anaheim one. Um, so we wanted to do one of those two. Um, but yeah, it, it's getting harder and harder to write them for the cons because mm-hmm. we've done so many that are San Diego and Anaheim themed that you're like, mm-hmm. oh God, it's, it's, it, there's only so many Anaheim puns you can make. <laughs> so if the online order thing's successful, will you then move this on to all the other cons from here on out or possibly? Um, it's possible. It depends on how this goes. Because mm-hmm. um, what we may do is we may release some things on, we've always released stuff online after the con. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is what happens is we sell out of 95% of merch at the con. Yeah. So barely anything goes online afterwards. Um, it's a balance of keeping it exclusive for people that get to go to the convention, but also allowing all the fans to have access to it. Um, so we may do more of a mix go forward. Like this half will be allowed only for con orders and then this half will ship. Um, we're also working on a couple other ideas with being able to offer more tees at the cons where if we sell out of the t-shirt at the con, you can still order it at the con. Because then it's a con exclusive and we'll ship it to you the week after. Okay. Um, because then like, cause we run out of t-shirts like the first day, mm-hmm. just because oh, yeah. it's really, it's really hard to, to figure out how many we're going to need. Mm-hmm. Um, and we think that's a good solution to still keeping it con exclusive. Like if you're physically standing there in person, you can mm-hmm. order it from us and we'll send it home to you. Like you'll get it. It should be there by the time you get home. Like it'll take about a week, but, but you'll get it. Um, so we're, we're always trying new things and trying to evolve. Like our line at comic con is legendary um just because it's 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 tricky to get in line like if you have a pre-order you can always get in line if you're just coming up to buy stuff it's a little harder um it's just the way it's set up and we've evolved and changed it every single year and it's gotten better every single year but we don't know until it happens and the rules change daily down there because we gotta we gotta obey by like the comic con rules and then we've got the fire marshal in san diego rules Mm -hmm. and then we've got the building foreman rules Mm -hmm. and they all have their own sets of rules and it just depends on who's standing in front of you on what they're going to allow that day. So our rules change because we're supposed to have a pickup line and a regular line, and that's not allowed. So now we're allowed one line, and our mm-hmm. one line gets too long. So if people already order an order from me and they can't get in line, that's a problem. So we, we tried to work that out. So the new, the new rules, basically, if you've ever pre-ordered, um, if you have a pre-order, you can always get in line, no matter how long the line gets. And when it gets to a certain spot, they start opening it up to other people. So. It, it works pretty well because um, we don't rush anybody through the line either because we have, I think, six registers usually mm-hmm. and everybody gets to come up and talk to everybody and look at stuff and we don't push them through and it's, it's good, but we, we move pretty quick and we don't want to, we don't feel like we're rushing anybody. I think we end up doing, what is it? Two and a half or three orders every minute. The floor is open of Comic-Con and for somebody our size, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like that's Funko and Hasbro numbers. And the difference is their, their, their average order is, three hundred dollars ours is 12 bucks so it's it's a little crazier but it's uh it's worked out well like the the fans have been just amazing to us always comic-con's always been great to us um 
but yeah, we, it's, it's just hard to get the balance of keeping it exclusive, keeping it easy to get for everybody, keeping the line happy. Like it's a lot, it's a lot of moving parts. Uh, well, no, I, I bet. Like I said, I've never been to anything that big just cause it's so, I mean, we have MegaCon over here in Dragon Con in Atlanta, but uh, it just seems so overwhelming. I work at cons, like I'll volunteer and do this, that, and the other, but um, I, I couldn't imagine running a booth and trying to just make everybody happy at the same time. And yeah, it's, it's, we, we do a pretty good job with it. And like our staff is phenomenal. Like mm -hmm. it's all of our friends and family and everything. And like, I think we end up having like 110 shifts at Comic-Con because everybody at Comic-Con that works for us um, only works a half day. Okay. So you work in the morning from like eight to one and then the other person works from like one to eight or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then that way everybody who goes gets to do have Comic-Con for half the day and then they work the other half the day. Nice. And a lot of booths are just open to close the whole week. So mm -hmm. we have friends rotating in and out all week just so people don't get burned out. Um, and everybody's super friendly and super fun. And it just keeps everybody fresh all, all week um, because it is, it is a beast. And we're, the hard part is being on. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm Todd all the time anyways. But like, <laughs> hey, Todd, can you come over and do this interview for San Diego right now? Yeah. Hey, hey everybody. It's Todd. How's it going? Hey, good to see you guys. I hope you're doing great. I've been awake for three days. We were out drinking at the Funko party till three in the morning the night before. Like we were just, I just got, we, I got to go to this HBO thing really quick and hold on Breckin Myers at the booth for you. Can you run back right now? <laughs> yes. And then you get another call and like the, I've always got my phone on me and my staff's really good. Um, we're around a, a lot of celebrities and a lot of talent all the time. Mm -hmm. And we're around them so much that our whole crew understands like they're basically coworkers for us. And that's, that's perfect. And they like it and we like it. So we'll hide a lot of them in the back of the booth sometimes when they need to hide out. They're like, dude, I just got to get away from the handlers for a little bit. Like hide in the back for an hour. Like you're fine. Right. We won't tell them we've got pizza and there's beer back there and there's coffee. And they're like, oh, cool. So we're like, just hang out. There's frozen yogurt in the fridge. Just grab it. And they're like, that's amazing. So like we're usually harboring celebrities in the back sometimes um, just because they need to escape the floor. Um, but the, the, the staff's really cool because they'll call me like, um, Todd, do you have a visitor? And I'm like, okay. And that means get your ass over here right now. Mm -hmm. So like I came over and we're really good buddies with DJ Lance from Yo Gabba Gabba. And uh, I run up to the booth and uh, I'm like, Lance, what's up? And he's like, oh, hey, have you know, uh, you know this guy? And SpongeBob's standing in there. So like then me, him and SpongeBob hung out for 20 minutes. And you're like, that's, that's Comic-Con. Like, and I'm like, yeah. I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to negotiate a better deal on a vintage ad at right now, but I got to go <laughs> hang out with SpongeBob. Okay. Again, that's, that's your life there. And you're like, you got to be on the whole time. Because then the fans are like, can you sign this? I'm like, I didn't make that. Like, yeah, you did. I'm like, no, somebody in China made that. I designed it. But they're like, well, you signed it anyways. I'm like, okay. I'm like, do you want the box signed or the wallet? They're like, what would you rather sign? I'm like, well, if I sign the wallet, you're going to buy another wallet because you won't use this one. They're like, oh, that's smart. <laughs> I'm like, I'll sign either one. I don't care. But it's just, we're very, we're very accessible because we're just goofballs and we're just fun. And that, that's kind of what it's about. Like, all of our fandoms we work with are fun and they all get it. Um, and we're just, we're just regular people. Like, and all the talent we work with is too. Um, like that's, that's the thing. And like, they, they know they can get snacks and stuff from us in the back and like, they can come back and drop off their toys. And it's like, we're, we're, who was it? I think John Roberts is walking by with the one comic con. Like, now what's up? He's like, I just bought this giant Voltron. I was like, for what? He's like, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to buy it. We're like, that's awesome. And like, that's just how this happens. Like, it's just, it's a, it's a weird little world that the, the whole little pop culture world works in, but everybody we work with is amazing. And we're not just saying that because we have to, because we don't have to, right. but like all the talent from all the shows is always great to us. Um, and they have, they have really rough schedules at Comic-Con, like the way the talent works, because right. they're booked from the second they get off 
the train or in the car mm-hmm. to the second they leave. Like, it's like, all right, you're doing Toddland from one to two. And then from two to three, you've got a book signing. And then from three to four, you're doing pickups for Fox. And then from four to five, you have this awards banquet. And then from five to six, we have dinner. And then Fuck. from six to eight, we're doing this. And then from eight to here, you have this signing at this hotel. And then the HBO parties from 9.15 to 10.30. And then we're mm-hmm. putting you back in the car back to LA. And you're like, Jesus. there's no time for them to go to the bathroom. No, like no. there's no time for them to eat lunch. Like, so they don't, they're, and that's for all the shows, like not just ours, but all the talent is run really hard down mm-hmm. there. And it's amazing. And they've got to be on, like they're on a panel and they're doing an interview for a podcast and then they're on a video blog and now they're shooting for a uh, um, sneaky zebra. Like it's, it's, we, we work hard, but the talent down there works way harder because they're just running all the time and they're recognizable. Like I can, I can hide. Right. Like the fans know me, but like, I can just leave my phone somewhere and put on a hat and they, I'm good. Like, <laughs> Has there, um, has there been a product and you don't have to say which IP it was for, or you don't even have to answer the question, but um, has there been a product that you wanted to make, but uh, the IP holder said, no, no way you're going to do that. Constantly. <laughs> like I, I would say there's probably 20 things that get rejected every, every season. And it's not because us and the writers don't want to make them. Mm-hmm. So that's always kind of the problem is like when we go up, like we'll go up to Bob's and we'll go up to Family Guy and stuff. And it's, it's, it's really cool that it's, hey, we called in all the writers. Do you want to come up today? I'm like, y- yes. Like that's, and we're sitting there and like we got a call for, I can't say who it was, but we got a call yeah. for Family Guy. And uh, they're like, hey, you need to come up here tomorrow. I'm like, I can't. I'm starting like the John Muir Trail in three days. I'm going to be hiking for 20 days in the middle of the wilderness starting oh, wow. on Saturday. I'm like, yeah, you need to come to the office tomorrow morning at eight o'clock. And I was like, for what? And they're like, you just have to be here. I was like, God damn it. Okay, cool. So, uh, and I get there and um, I'm parking in the parking garage and I see somebody in the parking garage and I go upstairs and I talk to everybody and stuff. And uh, like, you know what's going on? I'm like, well, I saw somebody in the parking garage. And they're like, yeah, that's what's going on. I was like, that's, that's pretty awesome. So it was a table read um, for an upcoming episode that I think is coming out maybe early spring, maybe late fall this year. It's mm-hmm. a big deal. It's, it's really sweet. And uh, the episode's hilarious. And we're sitting there and it's like the whole writer's room and everything. And like, I know most of them, um, but they introduced me and then they introduced like the special guest. And it's just a weird world because I, you just feel very much like Garth from Wayne's world where he's yeah. playing the drums and he stops yeah. and he's like, I, I, li- I like, I to, like play. to play. Yeah. They're like, this is, this is Todd from Todd. And everybody's like, Oh my God, no, we love this. I have this. And they're bringing out their toys and stuff. And I'm like, I, I like to play like, thanks. Like, and I'm like, there's a massive celebrity sitting in the room right now. And, and I'm, you're, praising me over them like okay I guess um but yeah so we always pitch stuff and like we all throw 100 ideas out there knowing we have to get down to 15 mm-hmm. so some are just terrible like and there's been stuff we've been pushing for years like I'm like no Iraq lobster like I want the Iraq lobster from Family Guy and they're like you are absolutely not allowed to make that I'm like look I took death to America off the back of the shirt it just says like uh it says butter sauce and has all the other lyrics they're like you're not making rock lobster you're, no you can't make a rock lobster i was like okay fine and every year i pitch it and they just send it back with a big circle through it of no and i think it's hilarious mm-hmm. um but yeah that one got that gets axed all the time um i was like yeah well because we got the two pack of prom night dumpster baby that comes with the dumpster baby and, oh. and the dumpster and they're like <laughs> yeah and like they don't even comment on some things Surprised I didn't get the green light, yeah. Well, it gets the green light from the writer's room a lot of times, so (laughs) it's, uh, but it it happens a lot, like, not so much with Bob's, because, like, nothing's really offensive with Bob's, Mm -hmm. um, but, like, Family Guy, it's just, we're a foot on the gas on that one, like, the show's ridiculous, um, but there's some things we won't touch, like, we don't usually make food, um, so we won't usually do that, um, but yeah, there's, there's nothing we're really told no on, 
Um, and then like the tweaks and comments we get back from the shows are usually really, really minor. Mm-hmm. It won't be a, no, we aren't going to make that. It's uh change your eyebrow a little bit. You're like, okay. okay. Like it's very, it's very minor stuff. Like, um, and I think that's why we all like working together with each other just because it's, it's good. And like, we, we tend to take the high road with things. Um, morally and ethically, we're not above anybody by any means. Um, but like with the whole, um, COVID thing happening right now, like we aren't making any quarantina stuff. Like there's a lot of that stuff going around right now. We're like the wash your hands t-shirt. That's super funny. Mm -hmm. Or like the quarantina thing, like. I'm not going to put that on a t-shirt. I know it'll sell like crazy. I know yeah, people oh, yeah. will love it. But if your great grandma dies from it, I, I don't, that's not okay with me making that t-shirt. Right. Like it's not the wash your hands thing. I think is a little different than that. Mm-hmm. Like we love the graphic. We think it's great, but we won't do that. Yeah. Um, so we will tend to take the high road on a couple things. You're like, um, there's a lot of like racial jokes and family guy that we won't touch. Right. Um, yeah. Just because I don't know. We, we come from like the Mel Brooks school of comedy where everything's funny. Like blazing saddles is one of the funniest comedies of all time. Reaching um, to the choir. Like, yeah. Yeah. But we won't, we won't touch a lot of that stuff. Like oh, yeah. our, our Todd land rule, even without licensing is everything we make is either innocent or awkward. Mm-hmm. So that's how we've always kind of made things. Um, and we like to say that we're, um, we're Wes Anderson, not Dane Cook. Like we're box lunch, not Spencer gifts. So like we always try to keep it at that next level of there's nothing wrong with those things. That's mm-hmm. just for a different audience than us. Yeah, but like yeah. we're not dick and fart jokes. Mm. We'd we'd rather be the Anna Heimlich burger. Like we'd rather be a little <laughs> bit more clever. Um, right. And the other guys can do that. Like we were doing Urban Outfitters for a while um, with non-licensed stuff, and we we kind of unfortunately we helped start the mustache trend with them and we apologize to the world for that um because now cupcakes and etsy shops are still doing that and think it's original for weddings but anyways um but we were doing we were doing our sweaters and we were basically bringing back 70s sweaters that were super cool and like we have one with the ufos abducting sheep and like a kitty cat sweater and they were just they weren't tacky Mm -hmm. they were just a little strange and that kind of helped usher in the whole tacky sweater thing, the ugly sweater thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, Cause we were, we we're on the brink of that. And the urban's basically like, can you make these trashier? And I'm like, no, like these are nice sweaters. They're just, we're going out like these are nice sweaters and we get it and they're super cool. They're just really awkward. Like it's yep, a cat yep. playing with yarn that says meow, 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 meow all over it. <laughs> and they wanted Santa peeing his name in the sand. And I'm like, or in the, in the snow. And I'm like, we're not that like, they want, we want humping reindeers. And I'm like, we, I won't do it. Yeah. And in hindsight, the company that does it is worth millions and millions of dollars and could buy and sell us a thousand times. Mm. But I, it's reindeer humping aren't funny to me. Yeah. Like it's too obvious. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like UFOs abducting sheep. That's funny. Like we have another one called gnome place like gnome. That's just a whole <laughs> bunch of gnomes getting abducted. Um, they're getting abducted. And then we have another one with a, a giant gnome carrying skis mm-hmm. and we named it gnome Chomsky. And everybody's like, Oh, because he's got skis. And we're like, yeah, yeah, he's a gnome and he's skiing. And somebody's like, no, no, no. Do you know there's like a, an author called Noam Chomsky? And we're like, no, really? <laughs> like, so it's kind of fun because like we make the smart jokes and like we're, there was a couple of the big um, mall retailers that were like, here's the deal. Your stuff's too clever. You need to dumb it down because the audience at our store doesn't understand it. And I'm like, no. <laughs> then it's no. not for that like, store. Then it's yeah, I'm like, then no, we're not doing it. Like, because we did, we had another shirt called Itty Bitty Kitty Committee. <laughs> and we had one of, our, one of our artists drew the whole thing with his left hand 
because it's terrible that way so like we just we're like it's too good and like it's hard for these good artists to draw bad mm -hmm. and i draw too bad like i'm a creative director i have no talent i have a good eye and i know what to make but i can't draw so like Same. our whole talent is our artist and uh he just it's too good and he's like well let me draw it with my left hand and it's perfect like it's <laughs> it, it would be the best drawing i ever made but it's the right. worst one he ever did and it's a bunch of cats in a meeting it's just like a line drawing in there one's got the pointer and he's all mad three of them are licking themselves one of them's walking around and it just says itty bitty kitty committee scribbled on it and a couple of the fans are like no you know like itty bitty titty committee's a thing and we're like no no that really so it's always fun when they try to explain to you what you're you were doing like and it's it's fun we like to put like little jokes and things and like let people discover stuff and like let it be whatever it is like one mm -hmm. of our company logos is this old 70s couple holding hands like running through the field yeah 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 and everybody's like oh are those your parents and i'm like do you think they're my parents and then like we just don't answer the question and we walk away because that's very like cool because like the fans have been like no that's definitely todd's parents they're like that's definitely todd's mom and dad and the other one's like no it's a brother and sister and they're like no he's kidnapping her and running away with her and we're like yeah <laughs> the answer to which one's right is yes like we know what it is but we're like we're not telling you like it's, it's more fun for you to decide what todd land is for you so nice is there um is, what's your dream ip or what what haven't you been able to get your hands on and do yet honestly we've worked with pretty much everybody we like um simpsons is our is what i would do anything for mm -hmm. um we love the simpsons we love futurama um those are two big ones for us and then um who else would we want to work with the, the only other goal we've ever had as a company is i want to be able to sell something in disneyland okay so like we've never had a physical product in disneyland before because mm -hmm. um, that's the other goal of like we've done everything and like i've had a crazy career like i got invited to the white house to talk about business I, i'm a goofball i don't know sure um so I was like, all right, cool. So like I got invited to the White House. Like we get to work with Bob's Burgers. I'm in a table read for this. That's super cool. Like I've hiked this trail. Like I want to make Simpsons stuff and I want to sell something at Disneyland. Mm -hmm. So those, those are the next two gets. Nice. So they, uh, you, you've always got to have something that you're, you've always got to have a white whale. Mm -hmm. And then once you get it, you got to come up with another one. Oh yeah, so absolutely. We, we've got a notebook full of probably 300 Simpsons ideas that were just like, what about now? What about now? Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, they've already been around for like 30 years. I mean, that can't be around forever, so. Right, and everything's been done, so that's what makes it a little tricky. Um, mm -hmm. But we've gotten, we've gotten to work on some stuff with them before that never really, um, nothing really ever hit market. Mm -hmm. So we have gotten to play with some of these other companies before. Um, and what's cool is other shows that we watch are coming to us. And they're like, hey, will you do this for us? And they're like, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Like, but it's, it's, it's cool that like, we're just a goofy little creative company of a handful of people and like who we get to work with is a lot of times we go after them and a lot of times they come after us. And like, I'm a huge Flaming Lips fan and Wayne Coyne sock is on my wall right now. Like, cause we made, we made Wayne some socks. Cause like they hit us up and, um, one of them was like, Oh yeah. Hey, can, I mean, we're on video chat now, but yeah. Wayne wanted these little Japanese marijuana leaf pink socks. So we're like, okay. So they just called me like, hey, Todd, Wayne needs some socks. I'm like, how many pairs does he need? He's like, I don't know, like 20 pairs? I'm like, okay. So I've got one of Wayne Coyne socks on my wall. And like, we help them with all the gummy bear stuff. And mm -hmm. that's, that's super cool. So like, it's, I think when the pop culture world, it's everybody's kind of very um, tightly connected anyways. Mm -hmm. And we've always said here, rad goes with rad. Like stay rad is one of our trademarks that we use yeah. for everything. Like that's our just do it. Um, and we've always believed that like, rad goes with rad. Well, of course, they're working on Bob's Burgers and they're friends with the Flaming Lips. And that totally makes sense because it doesn't make any sense. 
but it's all kind of in the same world. Um, right. It's kind of like the Jim Jones episode of American Dad, where you're like, well, yeah, because American Dad's rad, my morning jacket is amazing, so of course those two are amazing. Together, like, yeah. yeah, and a lot of stuff just makes sense. Like, um, The weekend just tweeted that he was doing something with American Dad. So that's something new and cool that's kind of coming together. And huh. in, in his tweet, he's holding a plush Roger. That I don't know where that came from, but now that it's been tweeted, there might be something there for Comic Con. So I, I can't say we plan to announce anything, but when the weekend's holding it to three million Twitter followers, yeah, maybe that might show up now. So maybe you need to be tagged in a photo. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I'm not saying there's a stack of them in my office right now, but that'll be a surprise for later. But uh, <laughs> it's it's just it's weird. Like, hey, uh, why the weekend's at American Dad? Of course he is. Like Wayne Coins calling for this. Like Pee Wee Herman's on the phone. Sure. Like. Yeah, hey, do you want to mix this? Like, Pee-wee wants a hot dog roaster for the inside of his car. Wait, he, the, the question is, he doesn't have one already? Not how do we do this, just really? Mm. So it's it's just a wild little thing. And, like, we work with pretty much anybody fun. Like, um, like anybody we think is fun and, and is just doing a good job is – everybody's kind of all connected anyways. Like, we were at um, – we were doing Bosberger's Live at the Orpheum. Uh, mm-hmm. a couple years ago and that show was amazing they did a great job with it the fans love it and everybody was fun and we're sitting there one of my buddies was helping manage the show and he's like hey come here i got somebody i want you to meet and i'm like all right cool so we're crawling through downstairs at the orpheum and backstage and i'm up on the stage and stuff and everybody's rehearsing and, and they had me out there and they were like um hey your buddy's here and i was like who and i can't see because everybody's on stage and lights are on stuff and this guy takes off and he's like well you know who that is i was like I, it's some guy with a beard and a flannel we're in la that's literally all of us like it's not <laughs> we're all the same person like it's not a thing we just have different beanies on and uh so we go downstairs and uh and, and my buddy's like oh hey um will i got somebody here you want to meet and he turns around he's like todd i was like oh will what's up and my buddy john's like wait you guys know each other and i'm like yeah yeah i he knows me from last man on earth stuff at comic con and stuff and he's like oh yeah so we, we sat down there and drank and he's like well that sucks that was my big surprise for you and i was like what meeting will and he's like yeah he's like you already know him i'm like yeah we know each other it's fine so will's like all right hey you want to do you want to drink i'm like all right he pours me this like huge thing of whiskey i'm like no i gotta i gotta sell stuff for the next two hours i can't drink a cup of jameson right now but i did and then we sold stuff for a couple hours <laughs> yeah i had the complete opposite story we we were lucky enough to go to a table read once and um besides telling uh, and they're amazing the oh, they are so, so much fun. fun. It's so hard to like, because you want to read along, but you want to look at everybody. It's so hard. Well, we, we went there, and other than telling one of the writers that they couldn't sit down in a chair because we were saving it for somebody unknowingly. We, we didn't yeah. know it was one of the writers. Um, we, were, uh, we were with Mario and Keisuke. Keisuke, yeah, yeah, of course, both, for those listening. And they're both amazing. Like, oh, and, they're so and, much. They're great guys. And he's like, we're getting Hawk and Chick stuff, right? And I'm like, there's a Hawk and Chin uh, there's a Hawk and Chick pin set for Comic-Con right now on the page. It's not in yet, but it's, we're working on it. And we're going to try to get them all to him to sign for everybody before we sell them. So we're trying. Oh, he's, he's great. We, we get dinner every time we're in town. They go out of their way. The nicest guys in the world. Yeah, Mario's super cool, too. Like, so We went there, and, um, and Mario's like, uh, it's either Mario or Casey. He's like, hey, do you want to meet Dan? And I'm like, no, no, I can't. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'll sit here. I should be in the back and listening. And the thing is, Dan is Tina. Like, Dan's not yeah. Dan. Dan is tina like it's not an act that's that's who he is mm-hmm. and then um and then mario introduced us to lauren and it took all like my courage and energy to not just <laughs> shit my pants and be like i love you so much and he's he's genuinely such a good human too like it's not an act like he's 
he's awesome. Like he's yeah. so so good to us, and he's so positive. And it's the only the only person I've ever fanboy out on was Matt Greening, and oh, I've met Matt like three or four times. And like it was like the first time I met Matt, and I'm at Comic Con, and I I was over there, and we know where to find him usually. And even like even with us not knowing everybody, I can't mm-hmm. get to him. Like through like hey favorite, it just doesn't happen that way, and I'm mm-hmm. not gonna ask for that. Um. So I just happened to be at the right place at the right time with like my one Kang and Kodos comic book and they're my favorite. And uh, I'm sitting there waiting and, and, and he comes over and he signs it and stuff. And I, I just tell him like, thank you. Like, cause I'm like, it literally like our whole company is built on Wayne's world, the Muppets and the Simpsons. Like oh. that's our source of humor for everything. Like that's mm-hmm. what we grew up on. Like a and holy trinity right there. Yeah. hundred percent. Like there's not one day that goes by where there's not a Simpsons quote in my life or like between me and my friends, like you created something so encompassing that means so much. Like I, I don't have a company without the Simpsons because my shows don't exist without you. Mm. And it was just a genuine thing. And I was just trying not to cry the whole time. And I was, so I just wanted to say thank you. And he's like, Oh, no problem. And, and I, I walked off and so I was like, Hey, come here. And, and he comes over and then he gives me a big hug and he's like, no, thank, thank you. Like and that. And he's genuine mm. about the whole thing. And it was one of those, like, I'm not crying. You're crying. I'm like, Oh no, I'm crying. I'm I'm 100% crying and it was fully one of those like Ralphie like what would you like for Christmas little boy I'm like a a football a football like and you're just like oh my god that's Matt Groening other people like who and I'm like "Ah, you you just it's 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 you meet Matt Groening you meet Joe Rohde like there's a handful of creative people around that are just legends that you're like I don't this is unbelievable that I'm even next to you like I don't I don't give a shit about a Kardashian. Like I'm like yeah. Matt Groening is a thing. Like mm. Joe Rohde is is a is a force. Like any of the Disney Imagineers, like all those kids. Like it's there's so much talent that I hope someday I can do one percent of what they do. And that's just you, you shouldn't really idolize people because everybody will let you down eventually. But oh, like of course, yeah. it's just there's so much creativity out there um, with these people, and I, uh, and when you meet them and they're just good humans too, that means everything. I still haven't figured out how to not fanboy even over the smallest, smallest person. Like I recently went to um, Pensacon and um, I got to meet Bill Corbett and uh, Jonah Ray from Mystery Science Theater. Oh and yeah. I was like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and he was like, do, do you want to come say hi? I'm like, oh, please. Yeah. And the thing is that they, and they get it. Like they're, they're appreciative of it. Like that's why they're at the con too. Yeah. Um, to do that stuff. But I think it's just the, the fans, like you realize that, um, they have a role you have a role like they're they're a, they're talent you're a fan and you don't take it kind of past that yeah, kind of yeah. deal. like we know we work with these people and stuff but like i'm not texting dan mints anytime soon like that's <laughs> not a thing like if dan sends us an email we send him stuff mm-hmm. but like i'm not inviting him to my wedding like kind of right. a deal like nope that's you work there we work here it's kind of cool like i mean if he wants to come to my wedding you can but that uh it's <laughs> I, just it's and i think that's the line the fans don't really understand a lot of times is mm-hmm. Uh, there's a line we don't cross and then like with us with the staff like um we all know I'm like they're co-workers to us mm-hmm. like and we work with them we're on the same team with them like it's us and the talent and then it's the fans and the customers like mm-hmm. that's how we separate it and we're professional to everybody and we're nice to everybody so it really isn't a thing like um Stacy was working the Orpheum and she loves she loves John Roberts and um John was outside in the parking lot and she had to run out to the truck to get something. And John was standing there and she's like, and I know I didn't want to do it, but I was just like, John, I love you. And she's like, he's like, Oh, and he got into like the Linda voice right away. And yeah. says he just died inside. And he's like, you want a picture? And she's like, Oh my God. Yes. 
So they ran over and got a picture. She's like, I look awful in it. I don't care. I'm still going to post it. I'm like, yeah, go for it. Because I'm like, you just you just read people. Like, when they're working, when you're not working kind of a deal. Like, um, And then Will was, at, well, Will was obviously at that show, so he came by. And he's like, hey, is it cool if I talk to the whole crew? Like, your crew? I'm like, yeah, Will, do whatever you want. He's like, all right, cool. So we met everybody and, like, all of our, our kids and everybody worked for us. Like, dude, he's the nicest guy ever. We're like, yeah, they're just normal, cool people. Like, mm. this, is, this is how it works. Like, um. But yeah, it's hard not to fanboy out because you've seen these people forever and like they're in your home. They're on your TV. They're on your computer. Like they're friends of yours. Um, But it's, it's nice when they're, they're good people too. Like it makes a big difference. Like they're, they're just like us. They just live in bigger houses. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and that's a weird thing. And like Seth Green walked by with this crew and everybody's wait, you know, Seth, I'm like, yeah, we're working on some robot chicken stuff with him. Like, you're going to say hi. I'm like, no, he's, he's with his wife and his friends (laughs) and he's doing his thing. And I'm dancing with weird Al tonight. And it's a different thing. Like, that's not. Like, oh, you want to say hi to him? Like, no, it, no, that's a business thing. This is, yeah. we're not best friends. Like, and I think that's what people get confused of. Like, well, mm. you've met, you know, that person, you're like knowing people and meeting them and working together versus being friends with them are totally different things. Right. Yeah. And I think that's when it creeps out like a lot of talent and stuff. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times we won't say hi to them. Um, Cause they're doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, if they say hi to us, totally cool. Like we don't want to bug them cause they're on their game right now and they're, they're working. Like if there's any any public or any fans around, they're working. Like we don't we don't need to interrupt them because they're doing what they do. Right. And like when they come over and play with us, we play with them, and it's perfect. And then we we keep doing what we do. Yeah, you have an exciting life, especially for a guy like me in Tallahassee. I mean, I'm watching Shutter right now. That's about the extent of my life right now. I, that that's good. I mean, I'm resizing legal lines on tote bags right now, so it's not all glamorous. <laughs> and okay, so I got one last question, and this has nothing to do with anything we've talked about for the last however long we've been talking about. Sure. Die Hard, Christmas yep. movie, not a Christmas movie. Oh, it's a Christmas movie. Hundred percent, Christmas movie. God damn it! God. No, Die Hard. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It's not. Alone it's is a not. Christmas movie. It's not. Gremlins is a Christmas. Gremlins it's is the only one I'll give you that could be both. But Die Hard's a Christmas movie. It's not. It takes place during Christmas, but it's not a Christmas movie. Well, we did. We got called in for that too. So we got called in to do Die Hard stuff like two <laughs> years ago. Okay. Um, which again, totally off brand for us. But like, okay. they called us in. They're like, "Here's the deal. Um, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I don't know if you've heard." And I'm like. <laughs> Well, I've had the internet for the last 20 years, so yeah, I've heard. And um, they're like, okay, well, here's what we want to do. And they're telling me and stuff, they're like, we want all this product and stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. So we gave them our whole pitch, and, and it, was, it was amazing stuff. Um, but it never really came to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, well, it's a Christmas movie, so we need Christmas stuff. I'm like, all right, well, I want to make a snow globe. And obviously, instead of it snowing, it's just all glass from the building. Because then yeah. all the glass is coming down and like the Carl Weathers cars at the bottom of it with the lights on. And then you got Hans Gruber flying out the building. It's a whole thing. And everybody's like, uh, I don't know. Like, what do you mean you don't know? That's amazing. Genius. So, but it ends up getting a little tricky because there was some stuff that I wouldn't do. Um, obviously, like, and I'm not going to get any political soapbox because right. this yeah. is a fun little podcast and stuff. But like, I, shootings in the U.S. are a problem. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to make all this product for Christmas and stuff, we won't put guns on it. Yeah, just because yeah. if something were to happen and like we have stuff in GameStop with guns on it and there's a shooting at a GameStop, I don't, I don't want that responsibility of that. Right. Like, so a lot of like the diehard stuff is very bloody and a lot of guns and ho, 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 I have a machine gun. And I'm like, I just don't want to do that stuff. Like I'd rather yeah. make the snow globe of Nakatomi tower. Like yeah. that's cool yeah. to me. Like we were going to make a gingerbread Nakatomi tower. So you could do it yourself and like frost mm-hmm. the whole thing mm-hmm. and stuff. So we're trying to work on one for Bob's right now for Christmas. So, Oh, 
because then you just frost the whole thing yourself but it's really hard to make the molds and like we do everything very legitimate and very approvable right. so a lot yeah. of people like 3d print a mold for like a gingerbread thing but the pvc they use for 3d printing isn't food safe mm-hmm. so like we can get things made and you can buy it off etsy but if we can't make it 100 percent safe for people we mm-hmm. won't so that's the trick we're in right now. So they're like, oh, if you buy 100,000 of them, you can do it. I'm like, we're going to sell 200. So <laughs> no. Like, um, but yeah, but no, Die Hard is decidedly a Christmas movie. I'll give you Gremlins could go either way, but Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Sorry to, sorry to disappoint you, but at least it's at the end of the interview. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know an opinion could be wrong, but I mean, here we are. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody has a right to your opinion and yours is wrong. It's perfect. I don't know. It's not a big deal. It's whatever. It's a, ugh. <laughs> But no, I, I, that, that wraps up um, everything that I have other than, but I mean, I, I want to thank you for coming on here. I, I really appreciate you giving me even five minutes of your time. I really appreciate that. Oh, of course. Like I said, we're fans and we follow everybody on Twitter and the blogs and stuff too. And we listen to other people's podcasts and like, we're, we're the same as everybody else. We just have kind of a cool job and work with cool, fun people. Like that's the only difference that really comes of it. Um, but like we try to support everybody we can and support everybody who helps us. And right now we're trying to bring in everybody um, like you guys, like you already know, and some other people know that like anybody who runs the Bob's Burgers fan pages and blogs and trivia nights and anything like that, um, we're having them reach out to us to help us get the word out on the merch. Mm-hmm. Um, for WonderCon and Comic-Con and stuff because with the state of like business right now things are very very difficult for everybody um, and this isn't a plea for money kind of a deal but it's like if we, we want to sell stuff and make money we don't want handouts for things like we just want right. to get the stuff to the fans and then like we can keep our lights on while we do that so that's the cool thing is like the more people that know we have this and that you can order this for the first time ever the better off we are to make it to July and then we get to July and then we get to the next one so our our approach here is essentially Jen Erso's speech in Rogue One that, again, kind of ties everything back. Like, I don't know. We're going we're gonna to make it to the ground, and then we're going to take the, the first base we can get, and then after that, we're going to go to the next one. And then as soon as we get to the next one, we're going to take that one, and we're just going to keep going on and on until we succeed or we don't. And that's, that's our company approach right now is Jen Erso is pretty much our Bill Gates right now. Of like, no, you know what? We're going to get through this month, and then we're going to get to the next month. And then after we get through that next month, we're going to launch the Pride stuff. And then after the Pride stuff, we're going to get to Comic-Con. And then after Comic-Con, if it happens, we're golden. If it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. we're putting it online. And then we're going to try to get to Chicago Comic-Con. And then mm-hmm. if we get to Chicago Comic-Con, we're going to get to the next one. So that's, that's what we're trying to look at. We're trying not to look at the year in advance and when things will reopen. Um, we're just like, we need to sell stuff online right now. <laughs> and we're going to do the best we can um, uh, with the fans and everything. And just, it's... It's rough for a lot of people. Like a lot of the small businesses, unfortunately, aren't going to make it out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, like on your Comic Con floor and and those places, seventy five percent of your favorite companies and artists won't be there next year because mm-hmm. they're just not going to make it. And that's yeah. that's awful. Like everybody who does it as a side project can probably eke it out. The big guys will be fine. Like Hasbro, Funko, Marvel, yeah, yeah. DC, they're all going to be okay. But people like our size that are like the biggest small guy, mm-hmm. we're the ones that it's really hard for and like the little ones that have like an artist alley booth and that's their full-time job yeah um we have really good friends like fat rabbit studios like we love fat rabbit they're really good friends with ours they were our con neighbors for years and they've had i think eight cons canceled since the beginning of the year this is their full-time job and this is how we fund it And we're all pretty much month to month it's not because we're bad at business it's just i'm not charging you 25 dollars for a pin like I'm charging you 10 cause that's yeah. what it should be like. Yeah. And, and they're the same thing. They make everything at home and it's, it's, they're a great little brand, but they need their January cons to get to February. 
needed yeah. February cons to get to March. And now everybody needed WonderCon to get there. And CCI made the right call. They're keeping everybody safe. It's 100% the right thing to do. And Comic-Con International has been amazing to us through all this. And the Comic-Con blog's been awesome to us. And everybody's just trying to help each other as best we can. Mm. And that's, that's, I think, what it is. Like, if, if you run a little Etsy store, we'll try to help you. As long as it's not bootleg art, because we're not allowed yeah. to do that. But yeah. um, it, it's amazing, but we aren't allowed to be like, oh, yeah, we just, that doesn't exist. We're not looking at that. Um, but everybody's just basically trying to help each other. And, and we've got a lot of friends in the business. Like, Symbiote Studios is great. Super 7 super cool. We love Funko. Um, we got friends at Hasbro. It's, there, there's, little, there's friends everywhere, but everybody's getting laid off. It's, it's a struggle right now. So if, if you have a favorite artist, now's the time to hit them up for a commission yep. for Christmas. If you want them to do your Christmas card, now's the time to ask them because you know what? They might be $400 for a commission all the time. They're maybe 100 bucks right now because yeah. they got the time. And you've got big studios that hire everybody as 1099s to do art for you. So like if you do SpongeBob or Ninja Turtles or a project for Disney and stuff, like they hire a lot of external artists. Mm -hmm. And right now everything's on hold. So now, even if you're an independent artist, you're not getting those contracts now. Mm -hmm. So now's the time to hit them up and, and buy a pin from them. Like, mm -hmm. that, that's cool. Like, you might not be a Bob's fan, but if your daughter is, she might want our Millie Easter Bunny pin for Easter, and I'll try to get it there. Like, let's, we'll do what we can. So, but yeah, honestly, like, the fandom and, and you guys, like, running the podcast and the blogs and the shows and everything, like, that's what gets us through this, is everybody kind of pulling together and trying to help each other as best we can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And and we're, I mean, we're just a small podcast, small little Instagram page, but I mean, whenever we find somebody who asks, Hey, can you plug this? I mean, it's, it's, there's no question about it. Like, absolutely. Well, what can I do to help? You know, they shouldn't be like, well, I'll do this for you. If you do this for me, it doesn't make sense. It's like, who am I to turn somebody down? You know, but, no, but again, thank you. And before we get out of here, is there anything else you want to plug? Anything we didn't touch on that um, you wanted to, no, not really. I mean, the only thing is anything we've got, um, we get a lot of ideas from fans and a lot of like the product we make comes from um, cosplayers okay. and comes from fans and comes from things that they're liking. Like it was funny because one of the fans tweeted the other day, like you're making Madness Castle shirts, right? And it's funny because we submitted them like two days before that. And mm. I replied, no, we we're like, yeah, yeah, they're already in for approval. Like, oh my God, of course they are. Because like a lot of times we're on the same wavelength as they are. And like nobody's asked for Super Tina, but we know to make Super Tina. Oh, people um, want it but they don't know it yet yeah and like and we'll ask like for the necklaces like we did um andy and ollie best friend necklaces mm -hmm. and then we put up on twitter like do you what do you guys want next do you want gene and ken do you want tammy and jocelyn do you want bob and linda and like we asked everybody and it kind of came across the board like everybody kind of wanted tammy and jocelyn mm -hmm. um and bob and linda so we're like all right we're gonna make bob and linda for WonderCon. yep and then maybe we'll make tammy and jocelyn for comic-con like so we we asked um, and then somebody was like, no, 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 Little King Trashmouth and, uh, and Gary. Like, all right, well, that one's getting made now. Yeah. So, and the fun part about that is nobody's ever seen Gary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or Ken. Yeah, Gary, well, I mean, that was a drawing, but. Yeah, we've seen Ken twice, uh, just as drawing. Once, yeah. I think we've seen him once, just as a drawing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they're, 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 there's some more Ken stuff happening that we know about that you guys don't yet. But yeah, oh. Ken's, Ken, oh. Ken's, Ken's quickly becoming my favorite character. So it's almost always been Gale. But now I kind of, it, it's leaning more towards Ken right now. Um, I'm more of a marshmallow guy myself, but. I, well, marshmallow doesn't count because marshmallow is the best character anyway. Oh, so like. Perfect. Yeah, he already is like the best like up there. So and marshmallow and um, we did the Todrick Hall stuff. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Miss Triple Xmas. Um, yeah. Mr. Oh, what's the, uh, Cleavage to Beaver. 
So, so she's cleavage to beaver year round. And then for Christmas, she's just Miss Triple Xmas. So we did, we did those things. So for pride, we've got a lot more stuff coming out this year. Nice. Uh, and then that's going to be tricky too, because pride is usually in June mm-hmm. and now all the parades are canceled. Yeah. So that's all being pushed to October. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably do a double release for that. So we'll probably release everything in May just so everybody can still have it for June. Cause I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff online um, for that. And then we'll do Trevor project again um, mm-hmm. for charity. Last year we did, I think we were able to donate $7,500 to them, which is awesome for us. Like, and that's, that's almost, that's half the proceeds for it. And that was really good for us. And like, we're super proud of it. And like, we raised this. And then Honda's like, oh, we gave him $4.8 million. I'm like, but, but here's our $7,500. And we worked really hard for this. Like, and, and the Trevor probably super appreciative, but it's really funny. Cause like, oh yeah, they just wrote a check for $4 million. And I'm like, but I, but we're helping. Like, it's like that scene in the Simpsons where Bart has the cake that just says, at least you tried like that. That's kind of how we felt at the office. We're like, yeah, well, we did, we did. We did the best we could do, so we, we helped. But. And you worked with Simon on that project, right? Yeah, yeah, because Simon did that art a while ago, and then we hit yeah. him up for it. And yeah. then, um, obviously, Simon's looped in this year on it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so we're, we know what's happening for it already. We're just right. waiting on some artwork sign-off, so nice. it's, uh, it's fun. Because, like, sometimes the show generates stuff, sometimes we generate stuff, sometimes the fans generate stuff, and then we all kind of hold hands on it together. And the, the whole entire crew at Bento Box and Simon and Mario and everybody um, is, is an ally and everybody's on the same page. And it's just, yeah, we make fun stuff. Like, is this fun? Yeah, let's make it. Okay. Like, and like the Madness Castle shirts. I don't know if we'll sell 10 of them or 1,000 of them, but it's like, no, I think they're funny, so we're making them. And they're like, okay. Like, and that's where it goes because, like, I don't know if we're going to sell tie-dye shirts, but I think they're hilarious. Mm-hmm. This, keeps, this keeps bringing up more questions. You mentioned Pride, and you mentioned um, you're, you're out in California, of course. DragCon. Mm-hmm. And- yeah, we haven't done anything yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's come up. Somebody asked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't done anything yet for it. Um, people have asked. Yeah. But I don't oh. think we've explored it or anything yet, so. Yeah, it's I, I went out of – I went out a couple of years ago and it's it, nuts. I mean, it's not my scene. My wife loves it. I, I know about it just on the outskirts, but everything was amazing. Oh, it's, it's cosplay to the whole next level. Like, oh. It's like, it's crazy. I was like, holy, wow. They, they like, were introducing the queens and one came in, was being carried by four gentlemen on like one of those like old Egyptian types things. Yeah, that she it's had a, a, it's oh. a spectacle. It is. I can hear like this is this is ridiculous. Like and it's so there's so much work and effort that goes into all that. And you're like, I come that would be great for cosplay. Like to mm. see if if those guys could put that effort into cosplay for stuff versus mm. just oh there's another girl's butt in her boobs. Cool. I guess you're <laughs> oh you're a you're a lady lady hulk. Cool. Like <laughs> cool. Like do you want a picture with me? No, oh, I'm good. Oh, like really? I, I like I like the girls over here that are like tank girl Tina and Louise. Like they're awesome. I like the, I like the girls the the cosplay is uh, Gail and uh, it, like it, the Bob's cosplayers are great like mm-hmm. they're super fun and they're awesome and it's uh, we we don't rip on anybody's cosplay for being what they're gonna be um, but it's it's a whole thing and I think a lot of the cosplayers that try to turn it into a business kind of lose what it is yeah, like, yeah no just have fun like share your fandom this is super awesome like that's great that you want it to be this and I get that you got to put your boobs out there for the likes but you're better than that. Yeah. Like you don't need to do that. Like, and those likes are those quality likes. Like that's not that's not what I want. Like that's no. Like um, Stephanie, um, Stephanie runs the meetup. She runs Teen Apocalypse. Uh-huh. So at all the cons out here. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she runs the Bob's Burgers meetup, and she's actually trying to do an online meetup. 
So I think she's going to try to do it on Zoom this year nice. at WonderCon. Okay. So everybody oh, can great. still get in their cosplay and try to do it online. And I'm sure the blog's going to have info on that. And then Tina Apocalypse on Twitter and Facebook probably has info. Um, but she does an awesome job. Yeah. And then at the meetups and stuff, like at Comic-Con a couple years, the entire cast came out. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, yeah. everybody gets special pins from us and special stickers from us. And Lauren comes and like, we, we do that for the fans. And those cosplayers are awesome because they, yeah. they go all out and they're super funny and they'll get super obscure. Like you'll get Speedo guy out there and you get Edith <laughs> Harold and you get a lot of Tina's and I don't care how many times I've seen it. Boy, Tina is funny every time. Um, I kind of played as Tina one year. It's never not funny. It's like, never especially not if you have funny. a beard, it's always funny. Like Beard, tattoos, and at the time I had biceps, it was pretty sweet. Yeah, it's super funny. Like I used to do, um, I don't know if you've ever seen Bearded Finn for Adventure Time. He's a pretty famous <sighs> cosplayer. And mm-hmm. he's, he's got huge arms and stuff. He wears a t-shirt that's too small and he was Bearded Finn from Adventure Time. So I, mm-hmm. I cosplayed as him a couple times at Comic-Con. And nobody gets it. But like the three people like, wait, you're cosplaying as a cosplayer? And I'm like, yeah, they're like, that's 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 amazing and i'm like yeah thank you and i mean nobody else gets it they're like it doesn't matter and i mean yeah the three people that understood that i was that it was awesome and then i did um i was dead pope a couple years so like three or four years before deadpool came out i was deadpool as the pope mm-hmm. so i had like the whole papal robes and the whole headdress oh. and everything and like i had like the, the knives made into a cross and everything and i was walking around comic-con as dead pope and like three people got it like is it deadpool wasn't out yet and mm-hmm. it's before everybody made a deadpool costume but that yeah, that was yeah. funny for me and then I did D23 as a, um, a Deadpool Kateer. So okay. I had like a, I have a 1950s sweater, like the Mickey Mouse Club sweater. And I had Wayne embroidered on the front of it. And then I had the ears made with Wayne on the front. And then I ripped the Mickey Mouse logo off and I put the Deadpool logo on it. And then I had like the wool pants and like a full on 100% Mouse Kateer outfit head to toe as Deadpool. And again, like six people understood it at the time. They're like, that's, that's funny. Cause that's, that's right way more Disney fun than like a thousand stuff. people getting your costume though. Yeah, way more fun because you're like, no, the right people get this, and like yeah. that's that was fun, and like that's one thing I do miss about Comic Con is I don't get to cosplay anymore, mm-hmm. just because we just don't have the time. Oh, like, yeah. I think the last one I did was Last Man on Earth, um, like I think first season or second season, and I got Will's exact outfit, mm-hmm. so like I had his exact outfit because I own a clothing company, we have access to things, so it's like I know those are Fruit of the Loom boxers from Walmart, and I can get those, and I know <laughs> where that green sweatshirt came from because we know who's on the show, like. So I went up there and I'm walking around Comic-Con in my underwear and I had all the, like, you can, you can see it on the Zoom if I turn off the, um, if I turn off the background here, uh, virtual background is off. Yeah, you can see, like, back there I have all the balls from the show. Right, right. So, like, I made all those and we're walking around, uh, we're walking around the show and uh, I'm walking around the show like that and I've got them all. We get up and I meet Will and Kristen and everybody's up there and stuff and, we're joking. Like, are you really walking around Comic Con in your underwear? I'm like, of course I'm walking around Comic Con in my underwear. Like, why wouldn't I be? And it was hilarious. It was a whole thing. And then the next year we went up, and I went as. Uh, if you've ever watched all the episodes, um, he's got a ghillie suit on for Christmas episode, and he's the Tandy Bomb because his name's Tandy, and uh, he's a Tandy Bomb. So I have a full ghillie suit covered in Christmas ornaments. It's the exact one from the show. Yeah. So I get up and and I walk up and like Mary Steenberg's like, oh my God, Todd, is that you? And I'm like, of course it's me. She's like, that's that's amazing i'm like thanks mary she's like this is ridiculous she's like has will seen it yet i'm like no not yet and uh kristen's like oh my god todd and i'm like yeah and she's like will and like will looks over and he's like oh my god like and he loses it um but like that's i think the last time i cosplayed at comic-con and then he what did i get oh i have the underwear from the show so will signing the underwear (laughs) from the show Right. And then the year before, Kristen signed – if you ever watch the show, they take, like, all these vintage art pieces from, like, museums and stuff. And I've got, uh-huh. like, Monet's, like, the bridge over the water thing. 
and I reprinted it out. And then Carol, who's Christian in the show, paints a poodle on the bridge. So it's a, it's a Monet by, or what is it? It's, it's like Dog on Bridge by Monet and Carol. So I had the whole thing remade and printed and framed. So now I've got it hanging in the office where Kristen signed it because it's the nice. exact one from the show. Nice. Um, but that, that, that was super fun for me, mm-hmm. like to get to do those things and be really obscure characters and, and that kind of stuff. And we still see it at the shows, like, but it's, it's the, the cosplayers make it and the fans make it. And it's, it's honestly just as much fun for me to stand there and see 3,000 people walk through our line dressed as cosplay and okay. happy and stoked and that's that that's what it is like i think that's you won't crush anybody's spirit after all this is over um everybody will just be i think a little bit more appreciative of what we get to do like to go to cons and to yeah. get to be cosplay and i think it's it's a lot of stuff we've taken for granted before um that i don't think we will after this as much yeah so uh, we're, we're hopes, hoping hopefully yeah we're, we're thinking uh, comic-con has to happen like for everybody, Comic Con has to happen. I think emotionally and um, like financially, it definitely has to happen. But like yeah. downtown San Diego, um, I think they rely on like seventy-five percent of their income for the year from Comic Con. I bet every hotel room's booked, every restaurant's booked, every Uber, every everything. They it, it's all that. But right now, they've converted the convention center over to like triage for people, yeah. Yeah. and that's awesome. So it's it's really good that like everybody's coming together as best they can. We know a lot of cosplayers selling masks. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's just, if, if there's good people, they're good people across the board. And that's what we're starting to see. So that's, it, it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah for, for that's sure. all I got. Yeah. Uh, I'm just hoping once this is all said and done, that people kind of keep this wave of being better to each other, you know, and it just doesn't revert back to being me, me, me. Yeah. And I think it, it's as tragic as it is, like after 9-11, I think we had about a year of afterglow where everybody yeah. was was pretty nice to each other still yeah. like and you realize like all right let's let's put priorities back in perspective here with things like yeah. i don't really care what us weekly has to say like i don't i don't really care like you know what i'm not and, and a couple things like like i said we've had zoom meetings with our friends a lot and that that's helping and like yeah. i'm a, i'm an introvert anyways like you wouldn't know it because like i'm good on camera and i'm good at an interview <laughs> but i'm like i don't really want to leave my house i kind of want to sit in my underwear and play warzone all day like i'm I'm good. I don't need to go anywhere. Like, uh, but I love Disneyland and I love Burning Man, but I kind of don't like being around that many people. Absolutely it's it's, the same. It's a weird dichotomy. Like, it's weird being an introvert extrovert that hates everything but loves everything too much. Yeah. Like, like I got no, I got no problem getting up and talking in front of a group of 50, 100 people. No big deal. You get me one on one or three people. I'm like, uh, uh. I don't want to. I don't want to go to a party where I know one person. Like, that's super uncomfortable for me. I'm like, no, I don't. I, I want to hang out with that one person. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I'm 42. I don't need new friends. Like I'm, I don't have time for the ones I have. Like, I know that's mean, but like, I don't No, I'm good. Like anytime you, you, you meet a girl, so like, Oh my God, my buddy would you guys would be best friends if you hung out. And I'm like, yeah, dudes kind of don't work like that. Like we're, we're good. Like we have our friends from college and maybe a couple new ones that live near us. And that, we're yeah. good. I got one friend that that's about, it. that's all I need. I'm, yeah, I'm 34 got, going on 35. I don't need anything else. What's that, that John Milani joke? Like, the, the amazing thing isn't Jesus turning wine into water. It's him having, like, 12 close friends in his mid-30s. <laughs> like, I think that's the John Milani joke. I'm like, yeah, that, that's accurate. Like, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things. Like, I think, like, that, that's been really good. Like, we've been doing the Zoom meetings with a lot of our friends. And, like, we've all been playing online together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like, I got an invite for some community or house party or something, hangout that I think are their friends. are like, oh, it's house party. We're all drinking wine and talking about um, Tiger King. 
And I was like, oh, you, you have me a Tiger King. I don't even care what you're drinking. Like, I still haven't seen it. I know what it's about, but I still haven't seen it. So maybe I'll be that guy who just doesn't watch it. I'm, yeah, don't be that guy. You're, that's like, a, I've never seen Star Wars. Well, you're a terrible person. So, <laughs> like, now you're just doing it to prove a point. But treat yourself to two days of Tiger King binging. Um, I, I knew about the case from podcasts long before it ever became a series on Netflix. Like, last podcast it, on the left, they talk about it all the time. Yeah, and everybody likes the podcast a little bit better. But, like, I, I you just, I can't. Like, there's a, what is it? The, the meme that's been going around is Stefan from... Uh, it's Stefan from uh, um, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's got, um, I've got it on my phone right here. Um, it's Stefan from Saturday Night Live. Because you know how he goes through his list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. like, oh my God, New York's hottest club is this. <laughs> so like, uh, it's a picture of Stefan like counting out. He's like, Tiger King has everything. Tigers, lions, murder, a gay redneck thruple, a one-armed lesbian, alligator arson, mullets, pizza made from expired Walmart meat, a zoo-based sex cult, a crazy cat lady, and country songs about tigers and gay love. And you're like, no, that's 100% accurate. That's the show. Like, that's like the, the, the lesbian is actually a transgendered man. But other than that, that's pretty spot on. Like, and it's just, it's just fun. You watch it and you're like, I can't. Oh my God. Like, who would have thought that, like, in a collapse of an economy and a pandemic, that Joe Exotic would be the thing bringing us all together in these times? Like, I, like, I know. Uh, Animal I know the, Crossing and Joe Exotic are the thing saving us right now. I know the big question coming out of it is whether or not, and I don't know to know anything about this, but did the lady kill her husband? Yes or no? Oh, yeah. Carol Baskin definitely killed her husband. Definitely killed her? Okay. Allegedly. No, she did it. Like, <laughs> and that's the whole thing is we're like, look, of all the insanity that's happening like with, our, with whatever this administration is, you're like, I think everybody's okay if you just pardon Joe Exotic. I think we're okay <laughs> with that one. Like, you made some bad choices, but if you pardon Joe Exotic, like, I think we're all okay on just holding hands with this one and being like, yeah, that's okay. We're all on the same team here. It'll like, waste I mean, he the last four years. He definitely tried to have her killed and killed some tigers. He's right. Carol Baskin's kind of terrible. Keyword so tried. Like, oh, allegedly. Yeah, but it's you just watch it and it's just a fun roller coaster of like it, it helps your self-esteem, let's put it that way. <laughs> You're like, my life could be worse on you know what? I'm doing pretty good. Like if you're feeling sad for yourself, watch Tiger King because you're like, you know what? I am I am good. I am I'm in the one percent of these people, so I'm I'm fine here. Like you're like they're eating pizza with expired wall meat they, Walmart meat they got out of a dumpster and they're serving it. Well, of course they are because I didn't know what else was going to happen in this episode. Does it take like, place I'm, in Florida? Everywhere. Like I think okay. it's it's Oklahoma maybe. Okay. Okay. And then South Carolina. And I'm just Florida. so tired of hearing something stupid coming out of Florida. Yeah, yeah, they have Disney World. So yeah, there was a funny meme the other day. They're like, "So what do we say after this? We just move Disney World." <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's a little tricky because I love Disney World, but... Oh, Disney World's great. We're, yeah, we're figuring once, once this whole thing kind of blows over, that first week of, like, green light for everybody to go outside is the perfect time to go to a park because all the tourists haven't been able to fly over yet. So for that, like, first week, it's yeah, just Yeah, that be might locals. be the way to go. Here they did, um, I think the park was packed the last day it was open here because okay. they announced it. Um, and we go to Disneyland. I mean, it's 20 minutes away. Mm-hmm. So we go to Disneyland probably twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we're there all the time. Um, but it's nice because for us, it's not like, um, it's not like a normal park day for mm-hmm. us because we go and we ride Space Mountain, eat in Churro and go home. Like, it's like going to Target. Like, it's yeah. down the street. We pop in, we do two things and then we go. Like, it's super cool. And like, if our friends are in town, we'll spend the whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for us, it's, it's just a different thing. But it's, it's honestly, and this sounds very entitled, um, but it's a very weird thing to not be able to go. 
yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. like a, a very like not normal thing like and that it sounds very like elitist to be like oh that's my problem it's not a problem but it's just it's a it's a strange like okay it's weird that i can't touch anything with my hands and i can't touch my face it's weird i can't go to the grocery store and throw out a toilet paper and i can't right. go to the park like those things are strange but like oh it's sunday night i always go to get dinner at the park and i watch fireworks and mm-hmm. i i can't now yeah like that's one of those like reality of like everything's so weird but that's one of those things that's like oh no things aren't normal right now like oh okay no that's a realistic not normal thing so yeah, no, yeah. I mean, we, we live like four hours away so we don't get to go as often but the last time we went we went for no reason we just got like a three-day pass and just walked around we didn't we rode the haunted mansion and then everything else we just walked around and looked at stuff even though we've yeah, been there for like three years in a row those are the best trips because you're not worried about doing everything and you don't have FOMO. You're like, yeah, I kind of want a churro. It's 10 o'clock. Okay. Like, let's go to Trader Sam's and get a drink. Okay. Like, and you're like, oh, this is how normal people do vacation when they don't have FOMO and have to do everything every time. Yeah. You don't have to show up at 9 a.m. and stay all the way to close. You can just show up at like noon and be like, ah, we'll stay for an hour or two. We're fine. Yep. Like, like all of us trying to get on Rise of the Resistance. It's like, okay, you got to be there at seven because the gate opens at eight. And then at eight, you got to get on the app and then you get on the app and then you might be able to get on at 430. And you're like, oh my God, like, I did, but I just want to see the Star Wars. I want to see the space guys. Like, <laughs> like this is so hard to do. Um, yeah, we got yeah, the wizarding world of Harry Potter that we're trying to get into once, uh, once this all kind of dies down. And I've heard that's amazing. Like, I'm not a Harry Potter guy. Yeah. Um, I can, I think I'm a little too old for it, but I can totally appreciate that that's like a different generation Star Wars. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, Star I guess so. Wars. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't get it. I watch the movies. They're fine. I'm yeah. like, it's not my thing, but like, I love what they're doing with that. Like, I right. love the wands and the ride and the immersion, like um and that's kind of what we try to emulate with the booth and stuff in terms of like an experience for kids like yeah. it it should be this you should get to go to that like if, if you're going to harry potter land i don't i don't want a train that says harry potter on the side of it no i want to go to hogwarts i want to go to the yeah. castle i want to i want to have the shopping cart and be there like i want to be part of that like i think that's people love to share their fandoms and be be parts of things and for little kids to have that wand and stuff i think um giving them those experiences young and like repeatedly and letting the magic happen for them. Mm-hmm. That's where you create like the Willy Wonka's of the world. Like we're, we're the makers of music and the dreamers of dreams. Like letting those kids get lost in that world are mm-hmm. how you get me. And that's how you get writers. And that's how you get Imagineers. And we need more of those. Absolutely. Like I'm sure investment bankers are great. Not right now, but no. That's 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 how you get Burning Man kids. And like, I'm gonna build a 40 foot tall pink flamingo that shoots fire, and then we burn it to the ground tomorrow because we can. Like, yeah, that's life. Like, that's what I want. I don't care about your stupid hedge fund. Like, you're not creating anybody or inspiring anything or building things. Like, mm. and that's that's where I think you get those kids from is like just being surrounded by creativity and pushing that and 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 helping them and giving those environments to do those things. Like, I grew up. I grew up in Michigan, obviously, but like as a kid, we'd go to Disney World as much as we could. And we'd always drive and we'd always camp because I had no clue we were white trash until I got older. Um, (laughs) I just didn't know. I just thought this is what you did. Like, you don't go on an airplane. Like, that's crazy. Why would I ever get on an airplane in a hotel room? That's for rich people. (laughs) So like, you don't, you don't know that. That's jarring once you actually learn that later on in life. Like, oh shit, we were poor and white trash. Yeah. That's why I asked my parents. I'm like, we were, we were poor. They're like, oh yeah, always. I'm like, I didn't know that. They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Cause you just don't, you don't realize it. Like, yeah. And I, 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 I can't say we were dirt poor or everything. I grew up a very normal Midwest yeah, um, yeah. middle-class life. I never didn't have anything I wanted. I didn't get everything I wanted, but I yeah. never didn't have anything I want. Like for Christmas, you always got like one big present and a couple mm-hmm. little ones. So like I'd get a Star Wars ad app. 
Like that's the big one. And then you look at it in hindsight, it was $50, but like, that's the big one, but that's what you wanted. Like I get the Ewok village the next year. And then I get like the really good transformer the next year, mm. but I didn't get stuff all year round. And I yeah, get yeah. a couple yeah. little presents and stuff. And I never knew that I didn't have everything. Like, that's what I wanted was the at and I got it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that there's a millennium Falcon and 10 other things that I don't have. I didn't care. I got my at and I wanted. Like, I think one year I got a drum set and I was like, Oh my God, we're fucking rich. And yeah, then kind of mm-hmm. find out, I was like, oh, it was $150, which isn't nothing. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, oh, well, it's also not yeah, a But as a little kid, as a little kid, that's everything to you. Oh, that's a million dollars yeah. to me. Yeah. So we'd go down to Disney World. Like my parents would save every penny for the year. And we'd drive down there and go down for like a week and a half and camp and stuff. And I grew up in that environment of going down there every year and having the Disney magic. And mm-hmm. that's, and, and the parks have changed a little bit um, from what they were in like the 80s and the 90s. But you go down and you watch Illuminations or you watch Spectro Magic, um, and they're they're a different thing. Like that doesn't exist anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole way. All these countries light up with classical music, and there's fire in the middle, and it's on a lake, and there's fireworks, and it's this whole immersive thing. And you learn like that's just normal now. Like that's what the gold standard is for things, and what it should be. Like. And I've been very fortunate to be able to travel. Um, and I've been to every country for real that's at Epcot except for Morocco. Okay. So, like, I've literally drank around the world, around <laughs> the world. So, and I can honestly say it's cheaper to actually fly everywhere and drink around the world than it is to walk around Epcot. Yeah, no, I've been to Epcot. It is, it is, it not, is not cheap. cheap. No. But it's delicious, and you're hammered by the time you get to the U.S. But, um, but yeah, I've been, I've been able to go everywhere, and I can honestly say, like, they do such a good job of it that when you get to the real country, it's a different experience because you're going for people and food and things like that versus what it is. Right. But, like, I've, I've been to that square in Venice, and I've been to the, that square in Epcot, and I've been to the one in Vegas. Disney's is kind of the best one. Like, oh, and I've yeah. been to the real one. Like, and it's cool, but you're like, Disney's is kind of better. Like, okay. And, like, you walk through France at Disneyland, and you're like, no, I just got back from Paris a couple months ago, and Disneyland's is cleaner and it's right and it feels it's right and nobody's trying to sell me a selfie stick and still I pick my pockets like okay like I I get this like that's okay and like it's just a very weird thing like I did a a road trip a couple years ago around the country and they had um I stopped at like Yellowstone and I'm a big outdoors guy I'm a hiker I'm an ultra runner like I'm a through hiker and I go to Yellowstone I'm like I want to go to like the Yellowstone hotel and stuff because it's this big majestic thing and I'm used to like the Wilderness Lodge in Florida and then the Grand California Adventure in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting that. <laughs> and I get there and I'm like, what? what? No, where's the hotel? And they're like, well, this is the hotel. I'm like, what? What the shit is this? Like, I was mad. I was like, what are you? No, no, this isn't the, no, this isn't what I want. Like, I want the Shining Hotel. I want the Overlook Hotel. No, this isn't a thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, where's their big fireplace? And they're like, that? I'm like, that? that it's like six feet tall. Like, I was, I was so pissed. I was like, this is why I'm here? It's literally like going there and like the moose out front should have told you this place sucks. Like, and obviously there's mooses fighting in front of you and Yellowstone geysers there and it's all gorgeous and beautiful. Yeah. But you're like, the Grand California Lodge is better. Like, and you get out to Yellowstone and you're looking at everything in Bryce Canyon and stuff. And you're like, honestly, Big Thunder Mountain is the exact thing. Like they, they nailed this. Mm-hmm. And I think like growing up as a kid and seeing those things, cause they just do it so well that you're like, this is, this is cool. Like, but yeah, it's a, uh, it was always a treat to go down there. I think you have to expose kids to creativity and stuff at a young age. Like, and I think it's, it's hard to do that now because culturally things have changed. Kids are on iPads. I think it's, I think it's rough to be a kid now because they got to grow up so much sooner now. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's that there's, I live in the beach in Newport beach and these 14 year olds look like they're 25. 
Yeah. Like not... it's, I just don't grow up that fast. Like be a kid. And it's, it's hard. Like let, let kids have fun. Let them enjoy things. Like let them be goofballs and be kids. Like let them run around in Disneyland and get excited and not be too cool for stuff. Like it's uh it's wild. So. Well, I could talk to you forever. This is the first time we've ever talked, but I could talk to you for hours and hours on end, but I feel like I've taken enough of your time. Nope. Nope. You're totally good. Like I said, <laughs> edit out anything you need to, because we kept talking for a while. So yeah but um again thank you very much and uh, for folks listening follow them on instagram and twitter both at at toddland store um if you follow us on instagram we we uh repost all their stuff all the time so if you can't find them for whatever reason you can find them through us um this is coming out monday so all the WonderCon stuff is already out there go out and they can pre-order it at this point right uh if it's monday they can see it on the unofficial blog right now uh-huh. And then it'll, it should be going live tomorrow, which will be Tuesday, around okay. 10 a.m.-ish. Okay. And what we're going to try to do this time is everything should be a timed um, offer, except for some of the pins. Um, because the pins, we have a set number because we have to make those like six weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, but the t-shirts, we won't make until we have all the orders in. Okay. Because then we can make sure everybody gets their sizes, everybody gets their colors. And then we're also trying to make sure people don't panic right now to be like, oh, my God, where am I going to be at 10 a.m. on Tuesday? I have to do this there's a lot of things going on in people's lives right now and right. we don't want to be part of that. Like the pins will drop that early, but everything else like the totes and the stickers and all that kind of stuff, there'll be enough availability where they can order it all week. Um, so if you, if you have to have a pin, get on as soon as you can, but we usually, we know how many we sell. So okay. there should be enough to last a couple of days for it selling out. So if you've got to, if you've got to make organic quinoa Nutri-Grain bars for the kids at 10 a.m., we get it. Get on at 1230 when you have to. Like it's, it's, we're just trying to be the least amount of stress right now for everybody else and have a little bit of goofy happiness to get you a tie dyed shirt and a super Tina pin. If that's going to make you forget about what's going on for a little while. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, again, I can't thank you enough. And um, for folks listening out there, um, I am Mike and this has been Todd from Toddland. Thanks for having uh, me guys. And um, I guess we'll see you next time. Thanks again, Todd. Yep. No problem. All right, so there you have it, folks. Um, hopefully you enjoyed that interview. I certainly enjoyed um, conducting it. Uh, again, Todd, if, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. I, I can't thank you enough for giving me a minute of your time. Um, hopefully we did you proud. <laughs> so um, that's it for this week. We'll uh, see you next week where we do Season 3 Breakdown um, and uh, along with um, some other stuff I got cooking up right now that I can't talk about. But uh, we'll see what comes of it, so stay tuned for that. If you want to get a hold of us, um, the best way would be through Instagram, which is at LettuceCatchUpPod. If you want to shoot us an email, there's LettuceCatchUpPod at gmail.com. If you're on Twitter, there's LettuceCatchUpPod. Um, we're rarely on there, but I do check it uh, once every couple days or so. I'm not I'm not a big tweeter, I'm sorry. If you're on Facebook, just search LettuceCatchUp, and uh, we should pop up there. Um, can't be too many of those on Facebook. Give us a follow there. It's a lot of, it's just recycled stuff from the Instagram. So you're not going to miss, uh, something by only following one of these. But if I had to suggest one, I'd say the Instagram. That's, that's where we conduct all of our business. Um, yeah, uh, hope just hopefully everybody's safe out there. Um, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. You get out of here. You hear me? Never. You are dead to us!